Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Hello, Scoops. Hello, Ice Cream Socialists. Hello, Ice Cream Sociopaths. Hello, Creamers. Hello, the Ice Cream Sandwich. This is the Ice Cream Social. Hello, Ice Cream Socialites. That's the one I always forget, the socialites. It's easy to forget. The pinkies out. The ones who listen with their pinkies out. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's it going, Paul Mattingly? I'm good, Matt Donnelly. What's up with you? I'm doing very well. How's it going, Jacob the Audio Guy? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Um... Uh, we have not recorded in a little bit, actually. The, 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 Been a minute. The, the, the ones that we have recorded were technically recorded before New Year's. So this is, this is our big... This this actually is our first podcast of 2015. Welcome back. Hey! Oh, My battery is recharged, and by that I mean I am exhausted. Right? Yeah. Yep. You had a you had a lot going on. I had a lot of... You still have a lot going I on. I still have a lot going on. A lot of cool shit going on, though. Yep. But... but uh, Me too. But I uh, I just finished up... I taught for... Five days at the Duke University. We were, I was over there, down there at the uh, Fuqua School of Business, mm. where I'm a contractor for a company called Business Improvisations. And I got to tell you, like, I uh, that was a, it was a really intensive program. Five days is a really intensive program. Sure. I uh, I love working for Business Improvisations because it's very easy. Improv is a tool, and I'm a tool. Um, <laughs> good fit, and together we are a toolbox. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it's very you know people think of improv as bullshitty. You know, like oh, does it mean if I learn improv, I can bullshit my way through anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very easy to kind of it is easy to teach exercises and have them you know wiggle have a lot of wiggle room as to what kind of shit you can take away from it, right? Right. Business propositions has a very particular program, and it's very practical. And it's not necessarily about the ho-hum, fun, kumbaya, let's all just smile and get along. It's really about brass tacks, interactive stuff, and it's a really intensive program. And I love working with businesses on it. That's cool. Yeah. So working with this school. Now, it's, it's, it's with kids about to enter the real world. So that, part, that part's kind of cool. And then uh, it also has a class performance where all the classes do an improv show in front of each other. And they do like a, each do like 15-minute improv shows. Oh, fun. Which is which is also fun. Short form games. Short form games. Yeah. Mm. I uh, my group really good at presentational stuff. So like uh, we did the uh, the uh, uh, press conference game, which is actually I didn't want to tell them it's actually a really hard improv game, but they like yeah. it. it's actually a game that I never do often no, with that's in any kind not of easy. performance. No, so they just they all got a suggestion of they were an editor of a particular magazine, and then they they just took questions from the audience, and they all answered question from the audience as an editor from a particular magazine they crushed this game wow they were so good at this game they were so good at it when we did it in class and then they're like i just was like yeah we'll do that in the show no problem they destroyed it and i didn't tell them till afterward i was like that game is really hard that game is ah. not a game that mm-hmm. i normally give to people in the business environment at all yeah you know i never do that one at all but not guess, only that but i also don't play it well, it makes yeah sense. i also so, yeah i'm not good at it myself that, I don't, it's a very literate game yes it's a very reader's game and as, you, a, and and as the, me <laughs> but those guys clearly read a lot i hear the word read i just start sweating you know i get the, the beads of sweat just come right up Ooh. um oh so here's the thing yeah so i'm there for i'm there for five days i'm doing the business thing 
So there are uh, other instructors as well. Yeah, I was. A, I was, I was a one of. Uh, yeah, I was one of eight instructors. It's the guy who runs business improvisations is an adjunct professor at Duke University. So oh, he's the one cool. who did this program. This program's been going on for a real long time. This is the first time I I was a part of it. I had to like take attendance, go for homework. I had to like give grades. It was it's really work, weird. man. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it, it, it pays for it though. That's the good news. When I heard how much it was pays, I was like, "Of course I'll do it." And then when I was like, and then by the end, I was like, "I earned this fucking money." Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This is like, whatever. Yeah. I fucking earned yeah, this. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm white. I'm writing a lot." Five days of of, of intensive improv oh, man, training. Yeah. That's a lot. Dude. Basically, being well, a college like, professor. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And so, like, I'm you know, I'm, I'm I have to dress nice five days in a row. I don't even know. I have you know? I, you got to look in the closet. Like, do I have five days of outfits? Uh, dude, I would be doubling. Yeah, you'd yeah. see me in the same outfit. Yeah, well, I did. I just wore an eye patch, and then I was like, "I'm a different guy." Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I wore a fake mustache and an eye patch. This is to distract you from my lack of clothing changing. I wore, uh, <laughs> I wore Groucho Marx. The whole thing. I just was like, <laughs> "Excuse me, why I slip out of the same old shirt into a dry martini?" <laughs> um, so, so I have to be in like business speak land the whole time, you mm. know. And so, uh, and then people even asked me, like, how about that podcast you do? And I was like, can't drop any F-bombs? Yeah, I was like, don't listen to my podcast till I leave. Like, uh, <laughs> don't listen to it. I, I, we have a filthy fucking podcast. We do. We have a filthy it's podcast. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I, uh, it's I kind was of... like, the last thing I want is someone raising their hand and being like, uh, Vampire Bill Cosby. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with, you know, my, my most college professory authority. And then this one, like, it's, it's like going into the fourth day with this really cool exercise where we, we, we drill their presentation skills, but we have uh, loaded um, uh, presentations uh, loaded up for them. They don't know the presentations. PowerPoint. PowerPoint, page by page, you got to riff on it. Right, and we build in errors and other things like that to really to test very the, cool. the thing. So, very cool. Very cool. On your we, feet. Yeah, so we, we load that up. And so the thing is that that involves, you know, the uh, whatever, the tech people at the university, they got to come by and see if it's working, right? And so I come in, uh, uh, you know, 10, 10 minutes before the class about to start after lunch, and one of the students is already there, and he's like, the uh, tech guy's already been in here like 10 times, like asking him how, like, you know, where's the teacher? I got to make sure the slideshow works or whatever. And I was like, oh, and I and I actually had already monkeyed around because I hang out with Jacob, the audio guy. I think my tech skills are learning through osmosis. I think I got this down, right? And so like, I think I already knew. I already tested before I went to lunch the equipment to check, make sure everything went okay because I wanted to relax and enjoy my lunch. Um, no such luck, pal. And so um, uh, I go to double, ch- triple check that I can do it now. So I'm going to go ahead and check it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's this button. Yeah, it worked. So you can tell the tech guy, go go fuck himself as a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my first time even experimenting with making an F-bomb, and I'm doing it in front right. of like two students, not, right. not my whole class. And we're not in class time yet. But here but comes I tech have, guy. Like a magic trick. <laughs> like a magic trick. He, the tech guy, was not only, it wasn't like he was walking in the door. He was on my shoulder. Like he had, he had come in. 20 feet undetected while I loaded up that joke in my brain. And let me guess, not the best sense of humor on this tech guy. That's the, uh, you're wrong, thank goodness. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I literally, okay, so like. That could have been terrible. My two students that were in the room <laughs> observed what it was like to stick your foot in your mouth in the real world. The funniest thing is this had actually come up. Two days earlier, they had asked like, what happens, you know, like, you know, like you're a fast singer, what happens when you leave the room? You're like, oh, I should have thought. You know, I should have thought to say that. I should have thought to say this. Should have thought to say that. And I said, even I did this whole, I did this whole thing about, 
you know, I don't want to get into this the podcast who gives a shit, but like, you know, being your worst critic involves like giving a to do at the end of your criticism. If you're just hard on yourself and you're just beating yourself up, that's not being your toughest critic. You're just beating yourself up. So I do this whole fucking thing on that. And then at the end I talk about, and then as an improviser, you know, what happens is sometimes you do say those things that come into your brain when you want them to, and then you find out the other way, how much trouble you can get in. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the amount of times I've actually said the wise ass thing that you wish you said, Man, you do not feel good about yourself nine times out of ten <laughs> yeah, on that one. Comes back on you. Anyone wants to go back to our old podcast? Remember how I picked on the old guy at the baseball game? Uh, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> who wanted to make me walk around the baseball seats? And I said, "Hold on, let me get a pen and paper and write that down." You fucking asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> did not feel good. Nope. Feels great coming out of the brain. Like, oh, I got this really great wise ass thing to say to this guy, and he is not expecting it. Man, he wasn't. And man, did I just pick on an old man for no reason. Um, so I took his dentures and I left. No, uh, so, so yeah, so the guy was right on me and I, so I said, so I literally just was like, I am so sorry. I am just kidding. I was running my mouth off and he's like, don't worry about it. I was like, can I, and I literally was like, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I, I'm, I should not have said what I said. You know, please don't tell anybody related to th this program in any way <laughs> about this joke, even jokingly. Can we just keep this between us? <laughs> um, I'd like to get rehired. Um, and so I stuck my foot right in my mouth in front of two students, and they watched me grovel and cave, and all my Aww. authority just went right out the window. And I was sweating the whole. It was bad. I'm sure they learned a ton, though. <laughs> in that moment, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Teaching moment, my friend. Teaching moment, my friend. No, I, 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 I don't know. I lucked out. I literally had a, a eight an eight student group. They were with me five days. Every day they were on time. Every day they dove in. Every day we had great conversations. It was unreal. I felt they they just dove right. All into guys, the program. some girls, two girls, uh, six guys. Uh, three of those guys were uh, English as a second language. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Could have been girls. Those gotcha. guys had sexy hips, real sexy <laughs> hips, sexy hips, like a feminine quality that made me feel mm, real at home. Lots of Europeans. Uh, yeah. But uh, none of the language barriers were significant. Okay. So it was all easy. It was cool. Easy. Yeah. That so sounds cool. exciting. Yes. It was fun. What you, you have news, Paul? I have news. I'm starting yet another show. Paul Manningly. Holy shit. Addicted to starting shows. Addicted, addicted to starting shows. Uh, well, I've got the Improv Kingdom, which has run for a year now. Yes. The Baobab, which is fantastic. We had our best show ever uh, earlier this year. Uh, Jet Eveleth. Uh, <laughs> We had our best show earlier in 2015. So you mean like last week? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. otherwise it sounded like within a year. Yeah, so no, you're no, like, no, no. it's been running for a year. We had our best show within that year. No, within yeah. the year that we've been running, we've had a good show. No, that <laughs> the one of our most recent shows has yes. been one of our best shows ever. You're just, all this is elite. I wish I just interviewed you before last night. I mean, right. you've just if, been like, last yeah. week we had the best show last ever. Last week the best show ever. And then and last said you had... Well, two weeks this year. Last, two weeks ago. La this week was, you know, first week back to school for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of other stuff going on. And, you know, Vegas attendance just ebbs and flows. Yes. But we had fantastic attendance. Jet gave an amazing – she taught uh, the drop-in class, which was great. Jet is a very talented person. She's someone who would be a fascinating interview on the show. We, we like to interview the, the fascinating folks here in town. She just came to town. Yeah. Hope. I mean, she's still very busy getting herself situated and everything. It was really cool of her to come out so early. But hopefully – we can get her on the podcast for yeah. too long. It'd be wonderful. She to has talk said to her. that she wants to. Well, there and there it is. She is a super talent. It's happening. Um, so uh, she was and amazing. Her name is fucking Jet. Right. How badass is that? And she straight up tells people when she meets them, Jet, like the plane. Yeah. I love it. She just yeah. doesn't mess around. 
Uh, great class, brilliant performance. Also, my friends uh, Joseph and Jay Keith were in town. That's right. They both killed it too. Just it was really a star-studded affair. Our uh, home team, our house team, yeah, the royal subjects of the Improv Kingdom, they killed it too, yep. doing their short form stuff. It was just a wonderful night for so Improv. So you figured in Vegas. two weeks ago we just trushed it. I might as well start a brand new time show. for another one. Yeah, time well, for another one. I have this opportunity laid before me. I'm going to try and take advantage of it. We're going to start a Saturday night show. Uh, out at the Onyx Theater. Troy Hurd is taking over that position and uh, running that as a comedy theater from here on out. Yeah. So all so productions are going to have a comedy bent. For all the Vegas locals, everyone knows the Onyx Theater as the theater that was behind a sex shop. Mm-hmm. That sex shop is now gone, correct? Sex shop is gone. It is still right next to Fantasy and the Green Door. Sure. But the sex shop is gone. Yes, there are no, it's no longer fetish wear. And yeah, like it's in, it's in a town... like. Apparently, back in the day, Commercial Center used to be like the big who's who, like what what, what downtown uh, Summerlin is now. It was fancy for it a little while. It was fancy for a little while. And then it became, uh, I don't want to say shithole, but uh, no one knows who's in charge of changing light bulbs in the parking lot anymore. It's pretty wild. Nonetheless, wild west. In, within that theater, when I first moved here, that's where I met you, Paul, where right. your first shows over at the Onyx Theater. They're doing shows there for six years. Performance space-wise, it is amazing in there. It is a beautiful, and especially for improv, it's it such a just, perfect improv theater. It is the, one of the best spaces to perform improv in Las Vegas. It's, it really is. Perfect, it's, perfect It's atmosphere. about a 90-seat house, and it's super intimate, Yeah, uh, even with the, that big number. And you used to have to, when we first... We're doing shows for six years. You had to walk in, and you had to walk past like you know, like uh, zipperware. You had and to walk straight up through and, a sex shop. Yeah, you had to walk right past the lube to get to the theater. Yeah, I just don't have any reason to go to that theater anymore. I can't tell you. It took three <laughs> attempts for me to go in and do my first show. <laughs> Every other time, I just sat out there. Yep. And I just was like, my wife would be like, "Did you do improv tonight?" I'd be like, "Nope, glory hole, mm-hmm. glory hole again." Sorry, <laughs> lost in the glory hole. I was testing out uh, fleshlights, and I got—I <laughs> almost found the one I want. I, I think found, I'm gonna go butthole. I found six or seven that came. I, I, I think I'm s- gonna go butthole, not mouth. <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but I'm leaning butthole. Yeah, I'm looking for a fleshlight. Of course you are. Butthole or mouth? Stay focused. <laughs> you don't have enough information. Well, there's vagina too. Yes, but butthole, we don't mouth, count vagina, that. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have like a like a weird fetish? Uh, yep, they got ear, like, like ear, and yep. I was gonna say armpit, ear, armpit, nose, fat roll. Muffin top. Fat rolls, fat roll and vagina can both be interchangeable. <laughs> that's what you said in college, right? <laughs> yep. Because your count changes that's the significantly. Only way, that's the only if way I, out, I can make it work. If I roll out fat rolls, then your number, your number is very it. low. Only way I can fix it. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and a great percentage of those are just me rolling on myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I fucked myself. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I just fuck like me. I just, I just sounded like James Brown. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, oh, fuck. I rolled out and fucked myself. Jump back, good cat. <laughs> With a fat roll. <laughs> uh, I got to get to the gym. I stopped fucking myself. Uh, <laughs> I got to lose a little weight. <laughs> it's Chicago. Oh, jump back, fuck myself. Uh, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, so the fetish stuff is all gone now. Yeah. And it's just a straight-up theater, and it's going to be a really interesting time for theater in Vegas and just seeing where we can take this show. Mm-hmm. Going to do a versus team thing for now it's like called, a, kind of like uh, a sports like uh format exactly like theater or comedy sports type of format mm-hmm. you but of ref- course of course not not using that 
format. No, no, no. No. Because they're copyrighted. Right. So it was not that format. For some reason, there's no money improv, but it's enough for those people to have lawyers. But, <laughs> right. Uh... Yeah. But it's not, it's not going to be that same style. It's not going to be a ref or anything like that. Yeah. It's a, and it's, it's called Joke Kundo. It's an umpire. You're going to do an umpire. Umpire, exactly. <laughs> I'm, that's where all my money's gone for this the thing, is, is getting that, uh, that, <laughs> the, the, that the big helmet. mask. Yeah, yeah the, the mask, mask is really expensive. Oh, my God. Those things blue really shirt. Yeah. I should have got a cheap one, but... So you joke that weird, that weird, the brush, that weird plate brush. Plate brush. That's a, that's a, that's you think a very you just use anything, but no. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's a very particular umpire it's plate It's baby brush. hair. <laughs> it's baby hair that they use for that. Yeah. Only baby hair. Yeah. They give that delicate Otherwise, it off. leaves scratch marks on the plate. Uh-huh. And you nobody use delicate wants that. Hair. No way. Baby hair. Penn talks about that. The biggest holdup of Apprentice, being on Apprentice, which is re-airing now, and I've watched zero episodes because two seasons is enough for me. Um, and Penn's not on it this year. Um, the biggest holdup? Is that in the boardroom, if you just put your hand on the table at all in the boardroom, it, it leaves, leaves marks, and there's like 16 cameras running, so any smudge just... Layers. So, like, it's the dumbest thing, but as soon as anyone touches the table, they stop, they Constantly. call hold, and they just reshine the table. Do they just say, hey, please don't touch the table? They beg you to, and at first people forget because they're celebrities, and what the fuck do they care? And then they realize that, like, it is everyone's time, and so everyone starts. It's, it's like being in a recording studio with a band, you know? Have you ever yeah. been around that? Sure. Oh, man. And, like, one person just keeps fucking up, like, one riff. It's like, God. And everyone just, like, wants to punch go. that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of bands actually putting in, like, the punch rule. We're like, if you fuck up, we get to punch you in the arm. Who was the uh, offender? Who was the table toucher? Uh, oh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say his name, Dennis Rodman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. I but actually don't remember, but that's a safe <laughs> one. That's like, and he's probably just gnawing on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's in the. I didn't think my mouth counted as my hands. I know what's on this table. <laughs> So we'll see how the uh, Saturday show goes. Joke Kundo, that's what I'm calling it. Joke Kundo. Instead of Jeet Kundo, like uh, Paul Mattingly launches Joke Kundo here Kaboom. on our podcast. That's exciting. It is exciting. And so we'll be having lots more stuff. You're so going to audition people? How's it going to work? I am currently drawing from my pool of talent from the Improv Kingdom. Okay. And I'm going to expand that net as things go on through the year. We're going to try and develop a house team there at the Onyx as well. That takes on challengers? Uh, well, we're going to take on... Uh, no, it's not going to be like, you know, a, it's not really a competition. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just going to try and uh, see in, if there are any of the actors within the company that want to dip into more of the improv stuff. That's yeah. kind of been the goal yeah. is to get more of the theater people in with the improv people and back and forth. There's already a bit of crossover, but there's no reason to not have more. Yes. Because it all it all feeds each other. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Troy uh, Hurd is running the things over there at the Onyx. Yes. And he's just he's changing the whole motif over to comedy over there. Because mm-hmm. when we were there, we were the Monday Night Show. We were definitely the redheaded stepchild of programming over there at the Onyx Theater. In a lot of ways, we held our own, uh, you know, and they they liked us, but uh, but we weren't uh, given priority on anything. But then no. again, we didn't have any kind of set. You know, we were very easy to just put in and out. Yeah, you know, so that was the thing. And Giggity. there were a lot of nights where we were dancing around half made stages and yeah. uh had to be but very, i liked all that it was it was fun man and there's there's definitely uh yeah there's definitely a vibe that comes from working on a working stage yeah man i <clears throat> the, my very first show uh i started on my own uh was possible side effects was the was the, was the name of the improv group that i started at montclair state university the princeton of new jersey and um <laughs> we moved from campus to to a theater in town that was like a big move for us 
and we loved it for this beautiful thing called the 12 miles west theater because it was 12 miles west of new york and um they had a season every year so they put on five shows every year plays and musicals mm-hmm. which means we had five sets that we played on because we, play did, with. we yeah. did saturday nights at 11 o'clock so like we were just on after whatever the main stage show was. yeah and having a new set to do improv in every you know every every couple every two or three months awesome right i mean just awesome it's really Very refreshing totally yeah mm-hmm. and once in a while it'd be so cool that we would like make a form based on the shit that was in front of us mm-hmm. and stuff. yeah if you've got a good agreement and understanding with the people running the theater and you can you know move around the the, the stuff a little bit oh we pissed them off all the time we didn't care did you we were college kids so we were like oh, that's we're true. like yeah yeah whatever yeah you don't want to go did, touching props yeah we didn't care about pissing no we didn't touch props so it just was a matter of, like sometimes they'd be like don't sit on this set that's built for people to sit on and we'd be like well, we're, gonna, we're gonna sit on it we're not gonna play in front but then we're gonna just be sitting in the crowd right. mm-hmm. um so like uh there's a couple of times and we never i think maybe a couple of times we injured the the set in some way of course you did that's but, what happens when improvisers play on a set yeah we are children <laughs> yeah we are giant children <laughs> Um, why now, the Broadway theaters now, don't allow improv groups to come in after the Broadway shows? Man. No matter no one matter of, how many times Paul and I petition, <laughs> we tried, man. We keep we keep doing that uh, sleeping bag thing. I think it's gonna work one of these days. <laughs> Just keep hanging out there long enough. Um, yeah. yeah, Troy took over the Onyx, and he 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 asked me also if I wanted to get involved, and I said uh, I'm about to have my second kid. I, I would love for you to be a fly in the wall for me to go try to talk to my wife about starting another improv show here in town with a second kid on the way. And uh, and he laughed at that, and then we haven't spoken since. No, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> no, um, we'll get you in there eventually. No, no, no. Hopefully I, I, things will I, really And I talk to you about it. it. Of course, I'm yeah. going to participate when I can. I just can't be a formal part of it until I figure out right. how I'm going to buy diapers. But you've um, got a lot of other shit going on, too. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I'll tell you a really fun thing I have going on right now. Mm. Uh, and we talked about this on Penn Sunday School, so I, I believe I'm clear to talk about this now. But Penn and Teller are going to guest on Whose Lines It Anyway <gasps> on the CW. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Very exciting. You get to go? Uh, I can go if I want. I might not be able to just because of uh, Fifty Shades starting next week and I have sure. to – uh, Got to knuckle down. I have to <laughs> basically rehearse on my own everything possible so that I come in looking remotely prepared to start rehearsals with everyone else. That's what I'm going to be doing. But does this mean that possibly some of these Who's Line guys might come on to Sunday School and that kind of thing? Will be some uh, intros like that? I don't know. I mean, the, the big thing is that basically Who's Line's on CW now, and then Fool Us, the the the, the magic show that they did on, is also on CW, mm-hmm. and so it's just a big cross promotion to bring Penn and Teller over and have them pop by. That's wonderful. Who's Line. Uh, the cool thing for me is that uh, P&T want to uh, have some uh, training. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow I'm working with Penn & Teller for improv stuff. For That's awesome. Awesome anyway. yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm just psyched about it. I'm happy about That's it. That's a huge feather in the cap right there. Totally. And also like fun and weird. Weird sure. to be talking improv terms to Penn & Teller. Very strange, right. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Penn made me get into it on Penn Sunday School. So if you haven't listened, it's on the last episode. I can't wait. Penn makes me talk improv talk with him on, on i the can't air. wait to hear it man so it's pretty fun but uh but it's you know it's penn and teller which and uh it was it was more it was you know penn i talk to him for at least 90 minutes a week uh uh every week T- teller only when we do projects i get to and so all of a sudden i'm emailing with teller back and forth and we're going over ideas and that's the one that i was like i really this i never expected to be working with and talking to teller about improv so 
it's it's really cool. That's awesome. Which brings up the question that everybody wants to know: Is yeah. Teller going to talk on uh, whose line? Uh, no. Okay. No, he's he's not. Uh, Teller does talk. In fact, if you go see the Penn Teller show, like what you realize after the fact that Teller does actually talk on the show. Oh yeah. Uh, he's uh, very eloquent. A couple times, and also after the show, if you go up to him, he will just. You, you, he's only on stage. He just doesn't talk. Mm. If if Penn and Teller are in suits and next to each other, Teller doesn't talk. Other than that, Teller talks all the time. And if you and now in the internet era, you can find Teller talking all over the place. Right. Sure. So. Um, you know, that but they're going to stick to the shtick. They're going uh, to stick the show. Yeah, they're going to they're they're going to appear as Penn and Teller. Therefore, they're going to be in their full shtick, and therefore, we we're going they're going to mess with Teller uh, for doing that. So, Paul, that'll be a great thing. Yeah, Paul, you know what's the obvious game that you want to do if you got Teller on there? What do you think you want to do? Uh, you'd want to do um, the uh, props. Oh no, they're not going to do props. Uh, arms. Uh, arms is is the one that they might do. Yeah, there's a couple of possibilities up there um, with Teller doing the arms. Uh, perhaps, yeah, yeah. They're still working on the details. Have to talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be, yeah, because if he doesn't talk and just yeah. arms, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We've dubbing had... is the other one. That's oh, dubbing would be great. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So they're gonna try out like a bunch and then take well, the best and put it to air. Please have them give my best to Greg Proops. He's my favorite. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to think. Is he on the CW version? I think he is in the new. Oh, mix, good. The new yeah, mix. Yeah. I hope so. He's too. been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It tapes on Friday. The thing is, I just came back from L.A. today, and then they tape in L.A. on Friday. So for me to turn right around and go to L.A., and then I have to come back and teach and stuff, it would be, be a lot to go out there. It would be, be a tough one. Um, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited about that. I'm just excited to be training them for the Lots of great stuff in the new year, man. Look at us go. We're rock and roll. Not to mention, not to yeah. toot our own horn, but toot, toot, motherfuckers. Look out. Here comes the brag train. Check, toot, toot. Check out Jump Vegas back, 7. Jump back and fuck myself on the 7 magazine. Yes. Uh, wonderful article from 7 Magazine. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, pushing us and the Bucket Show and the podcast. Yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, we already posted it. Go to uh, just search for Matt and Manley's Ice Cream Social on Facebook. There's a the thing on there. And the photo was on there as well. The famous photo that we were trying to take audience suggestions for. Uh, they listened to none of our suggestions and did their own thing. Uh, they're professionals. Why wouldn't they? Turned out nice. Uh, turns out nice. And it looks like I'm bullying Paul, which makes me just fine. Makes mm -hmm. me feel great. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel at home. Centered. <laughs> me messing with Paul. It plays to the jock versus nerd. Yes, it does. It certainly does. Uh, and some people were asking, why isn't Jacob in the photo? And the answer is, he is the ice cream float. Mm -hmm. He is in there. <laughs> he is disguised. It's blended. He is blended in there. Uh, what else? Oh, so yeah. So I was out in L.A. Uh, I went right from Duke University in North Carolina. Wait, wait, wait. Did you get to see a Duke game? Uh, no, I did not oh! get to see a Duke game. Uh, they were playing the Wednesday night that we were there, but there was an away game. Oh, okay. Uh, so I did not get to do it. And then I think they played... Yeah, because they, they were undefeated when yeah. I arrived. Yeah, they, they just lost. And they just lost. So uh, I think they lost the game that, that, that Wednesday night. It could be the one, yeah. Um, I kept my feelings of Duke basketball to myself mostly. There's one – it's a graduate program. You know, it's a business school. And so one of the uh, folks I taught came uh, from Davidson, North Carolina. Davidson is where my brother played college basketball. And Davidson plays Duke every year. Davidson – is also a small little smarty school like Duke, but a much more modest basketball program. And so I have very painful memories of Duke basketball. Duke basketball, my brother was the was was one of the best players of and then or or the best player on a any on a team every given year. So they Duke basketball players straight up beat the shit out of my brother. All every year they you would watch them be rough on him, beat him up, and then beat 
Duke by like 30 points. It would always happen on national television, and it was really frustrating to watch. You, I don't have a, 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 a like for Duke basketball. You don't have to tell me, dude. I am, when it comes to Duke, yeah. anyone that's from Kentucky, yeah. we do not like Oh, Duke. that's true. Yeah, you do not. Not at no, all. No, you certainly don't like Christian Leitner. No, we do not. Do not even <laughs> do not say like, that name. You do not like You Grant say Hill. it two more times, he's going to pop in here and <laughs> fuck with you. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Most bullshit game that ever was. Oh, man. Oh, God. Put the ball on the ground. and um, <laughs> So bad. I uh, yeah, and so I've traditionally hated Duke basketball for a long time, and and so is my whole family. And so every year when Duke loses in the NCAA tournament, I call my father, and my father's waiting for that phone call. We we call each other every time Duke loses, <laughs> and it's 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 a tradition that we've always had. Duke loses, and we call him, and then he answers the phone. And he goes, ah, and my dad was go like. Did it just get sunny around? I feel like it's nice that <laughs> the weather improved. And I always be like, yeah, it feels like almost like all is right with the world again. <laughs> like watching Duke go down. And the best was like, I think it was like three years ago, they lost to like Lehigh in the first round. Yeah, they got they got beat Duke, by uh, yeah, they were like like a, a 15 seed or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a, a stoner, right. a yeah, stoner yeah, yeah. snowboarding school. Yeah, they just all of a sudden came through. Because it was, it was great about it. It was just another bunch of white guys. That was the best part about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like uh, some athletic superior team. It was just another another goofball bunch of white guys who, instead of studying smoke weed, beat them at basketball. There you go. And man, that was just well, that was one of the best years ever. Cool. We practically threw a party back to the Donnelly household. <laughs> just welcoming everybody over for some pie. Guys. That was some good Celebrate stuff. Break good times. That was good stuff. Should we get in a little uh, some scoop mail action? Um or do you have another do you have more news? Well you you were about to say you went to LA before I interrupted you. Oh, you're right. I didn't get to that whole hunk. That whole hunk I have planned. There's a whole hunk there. Do you have a whole hunk? I don't have a whole I hunk. Got a little, I got a little piece for you, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Should I get in my thing first and then you yeah, got a do piece your for thing. me? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna go <laughs> just to be clear with our listeners. My hunk, hunk then peace. your piece, and then scoop mail. Right. Got it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, I went right from Duke <laughs> to... we planned all this out before. <laughs> I went straight from Duke to uh, L.A. because one is that my wife took my kid out to L.A. so she would have help while I was away. Stayed, stayed with my mother-in-law. And then uh, Louis C.K. put on a show for 13,000 people at the Forum in wow. Los Angeles. And so I, uh, as a, it, was my, it was my bonus Christmas present. To, to the wife I and me. To me. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go to this. You want to go? Merry Christmas. Well, we went together to see him a while back. Exactly. That's the thing. So like, I we loved that show. That was a great time. Louis C.K. Top live. of his game, dude. Fucking top was, of his fucking like, game. You didn't stop laughing. The guy was no. just on it. He's a heavyweight champ. Oof. Everything's just fucking against the ropes and nonstop. There is everything. He finds so many levels. He's he's so great at having a conversation with his listening audience. He's so many jokes that are just about unpeeling what he's saying as he's saying it. And uh, and he was so funny from beginning to end. And then I went and saw him again, and he was just as good, mm-hmm. just as good as the time we saw him at the Palms. Did he still have a chunk of that in there? A little bit? None. New fresh All shit. Brand new Get material. Out. As everyone, if you and don't, that's know, like a year. If you don't know. Louis C.K. and 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 Chris Rock share this philosophy uh, of throwing out all your material and starting fresh with new one. And in, even Louis C.K. has that thing of where he builds it. He, as soon as he gets a strong hunk and he thinks he has a closing hunk, but he's not at time of his special, he takes that hunk and he opens with it just to, just to throw it away, mm. just to work on something even better. And so he just kills it start to finish. There's only one moment that I was taken out of it and a little jarred which is that 
he ended up doing this hunk about raising his kids gay. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I looked at each other because that's we joke about that all the time. And I've been doing it a lot. I even did it with my Duke Business School. My, uh, one, mm-hmm. one of the one of the uh, to the class performance is, is this guy brought his daughter who's the same age as my son. She's wearing pink cowboy boots, and I said, "Oh, I gotta get, get that for my kid." And he said, "Don't you have a son?" I said, "Yeah, but we're raising him gay." And I love saying it. <laughs> yeah. I, I anytime I can say I'm raising my kid gay, <laughs> I say it. And I always say like, if gays can, uh, if we don't allow gays to adopt because they have a gay agenda, why can't straights have the same agenda as a gay person? Mm-hmm. My wife and I have a gay agenda. And, and there's a little truth to it. Nothing would make my wife happier than a gay son. Right. Well, as musical theater fans, yeah, he's right on board. But uh, so now it's going to feel as though you're um, hacking a, yeah. <laughs> a Louis C.K. bit. Yeah. I mean, if he's got the platform, as much as like, yeah, this podcast is doing great, guys. Don't we get are. me wrong. We are, but don't it's do not get me wrong. Not quite got the reach of a Louis C.K. Yet. So not I don't yet. think so. No, no, no. But this special is going to be amazing. And also, a big thing about it is like I always. Like I always think playing huge audiences for stand up is a mistake, you know? I always thought that's actually what did Dane Cook in was him televising his special in that round in front of like uh, that huge stadium. Yeah. Because I think it just makes the rhythm for the people watching at home it's go really like weird, yeah. it's not that funny, dude. I feel like that's what happens. When you play a, a stand up special for a big crowd, um, I feel like it alienates people watching at home because they're not in that that vein. Yeah, vibe, yeah. So I don't know if he's gonna tape in a stadium, but he's he did he's he's doing he did I think two shows in LA, two shows in New York, and just one in Chicago, and that's it. And they all were at huge fucking venues. And man, it, I've never, I've never experienced it. I've never, I, I saw Eddie Izzard in a, in a giant venue, and, it, and, it, and he suffered for it. It was not as great as when I'd seen him in smaller venues. Um, and I was nervous about, it, but I literally thought if anyone can do it, it's Louis C.K. So I'm gonna, ch- I want to go. And uh, he destroyed, start to finish, just like at the Palms. He just start to finish. And literally face hurt with laughter. Oh. Like I was in the car, like trying to massage muscles in my face because it just hurt mm-hmm. from laughing so hard the whole time. It's awesome. He is fearless. Yeah. He is fearless. He's a badass. Yeah. Well, we had uh, a bucket show without you during all this uh, yes. time. My buddy Derek Shipman stepped in, which was great. We had some scoops come out for the first time, which was yeah. wonderful. And they had that same comment after the show that their face were hurt was hurting with laughter. So oh, good. we actually made a nice impression, even though it was a small house. They yeah. were really sweet. So I'm out. Derek's in. I get it. No problem. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, that's how it's got to go. Um, I actually got recognized uh, for both improv and for, for podcasting at the Louis C.K. show by two strangers. Get out of here. There's no humble wow. brag to this. This is just brag brag. That's awesome. It felt amazing, guys. Guys, it felt great. You got you got a scoop action in, in yeah. L.A.? Someone was like, hey, hey, are you Matt Dolly? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the podcast. Hot and, damn. And, and now was this from Penn? Or was this from? Well, he's both. He was a, he was a oh, congregation. Oh, he was a congregation and a scoop. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And, f- and You're I making like, our dreams come true. And then true. as soon as that guy came to me, another guy was like, hey, are you mad? Oh, yeah, I uh, saw you in New York do improv. And I was Look like, that. I was like, guys, if I was recognized at like a concert or something like that, that'd be one thing. I was mm. recognized, you know, I was we were we were going to see the king, the current heavyweight champion of comedy. We were mm-hmm. going to see Louis C.K. No one else holds the belt right now. No. Louis is the, the, the authority for he, comedy. It, it's so to be like recognized in, there. It's like in WWF, yeah. if you've got Intercontinental Championship and the World Championship. Yes. You've got them both at the same yes. time. Yes. Only the Ultimate Warrior has ever done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly That's Louis what C. Matt K. was about to say. is the Ultimate Warrior I was Warrior just right about now. to say Louis C.K. is the Ultimate Warrior of comedy. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, there's no humble brag. I just felt awesome. I just was like, I feel good about myself. And I was like, all that stuff about like I don't need to be known. 
was if was I was known by two people, I was like, oh wait a minute, yeah. I need to be a star. I need to be known all the time. I need to be a Are you kidding me? Star. Jeez, this is good. I get this. This is how it feels. <laughs> how does it feel? Tell me more about my eyes. <laughs> I just they, they they were like, that's it. I want to go, and I was like, no, no, you can keep talking. You, 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 you can keep. What, what's your favorite part of me? What's your what's what's your favorite episode? What's my favorite quality? What do, what do you like here? What do you like? left or right side? Your vote. You guys want to get a picture with me? <laughs> I know you do. Let me get a picture with you. So there's a picture of me in a car driving away. That's them. The people who recognize me. <laughs> Adorable. Adorable. That you tagged yourself in. Yeah, I tagged. I was, I was like, my fans. Well, I'm glad he's still rocking it. Of course he would be. He's Holy just so fuck. funny. When it comes out, it's gonna be it's gonna be unreal. It is. It was also distinctly different than the special we saw. He's much more uh, playful. Now, were they taping it this one? I don't know. I mean, there were cameras taping it. You know, we were watching it. Sure. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna work. But okay. he, uh, it's it's. It, it was it was much more like playful and goofy at mm-hmm. times, and it was almost like he returned back to his like his original roots where he would do like just filthy stuff for filthy purposes, <laughs> but he just did it anyway. But yeah. he just knows how to get in and out of it now. So mm-hmm. in that Louis way, so mm-hmm. it was, oh, so good, so ballsy, awesome, yay, Louis C.K. All right, it. so what's this? What do you got? What do you guys? You're gonna surprise me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you'll recall uh, in our recent episodes, my anxiety is like through the roof right we now. We had uh, we had a. a a mail from my wife. That's right. Yes, right? I do remember that. And you remember in that letter, she told you about the song that I composed for her oh! <laughs> before she left. Oh, her. my anxiety just turned to sheer joy. <laughs> Get out of here. So, oh, my I God. I have a song that Todd and I recorded, a.k.a. Master Torgo. Yes. And so we put this together and we made a little CD jewel case. We did artwork for it and everything. We called ourselves Boone and McGraw. <laughs> That is so funny. Which one were you? Uh, I think I was uh, Boone. Straw McGraw was the one guy's name, and I think it was Thune Boone was the other one. I can't remember his name, but anyway. I'm glad that like yeah, that you really romanced her by doing an elaborate bit. Yeah, we did That's an elaborate good. bit. Basically, we did an elaborate bit. You look like a child. I am a one. child. I no, was. like I wouldn't sell you cigarettes. No, based on this album, cover. I got a baby face, dude. Did you did you or did you take a picture of this yet? We got to put this up on the website. Oh, we will. Yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah. I haven't had pictures of that yet. But so okay. we'll take some pictures of the. Uh, and there's there's artwork on the uh, CD itself, and yeah. it's pretty silly. Okay. So uh, anyway, the song is called "Long Distance." Oh God! And uh, <laughs> I went from anxiety to just sheer joy. I can't tell you; it's like Christmas already. Good. I love so it. Uh, I haven't listened to this in a long time. Oh, I, is it, we're all listening to this together. It's going to be ready. fresh. I haven't heard it for a while, so uh, I don't so know. This if we... is the song that you composed for your girlfriend. When you guys had to go right to a long distance relationship while she was in California. We've been dating for a little over two months. Two months. Long distance. Trying to keep that poon on the hook. Let's go for it. So many questions. I already have so many. Your dreams are calling now. I know you just can't stay. Some real bass in this. I promise you somehow I'll soon be on my way. We might have to be apart for a little while, but even when you're far. 
can see your smile, your memory comes back to me like a sweet old song. We're long distance, but not for long. All right, pause it for a moment. <laughs> Right now, like uh, I would say, like every sweetheart girl listening to this podcast is like, "That's amazing," <laughs> and I would say every regular dude listening right now is like, "I'm uncomfortable." <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm. A, you should be. I, um, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions on this. I mean, here's, here's, we know it has a happy ending. You kept that. You kept that poon on the hook. We know it that it worked you, out. You married this girl. You're with her now. So, so I don't have to hammer you too hard on this. I mean, if it didn't work out, we have a lot of places to point at. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so. <laughs> are you, okay. Are you, are you hamming it up the. A little the, bit. The country, the country part. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It, or yeah. is that your. No, I'm hamming it up a bit. You're hamming it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the CD cover. No, I know I'm that part I get, the, the, the yeah. city cover, which you can look at on our Facebook page. I'm hamming it up a little bit, but also, you know, I'm trying to make but it... But lyrically, cut, yeah. you're not, No, though, there's right? nothing. There's nothing. Lyrically, no it's irony. all sincere. It's sincere. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like, like in my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if one day some country star would ever turn this into a real song. <laughs> like, you, you got a... Yeah, I got a real hit. You got a hit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're going to be like a factory. I can tell you why it's not a country song is because it, it works out in the end. <laughs> well, uh, in in real life, the song could take oh, the a song could turn. take a tickets on turn. We could change it. But your smile before you got punched in the face, you lost all your teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so can we take it back, Jacob, uh, to some of the lyrics here? We got. I want to. I want to break it down a little bit here. I have some questions. All right, ask away. All right, let's see. Here. I should have included lyrics in the in the yeah in the notes there. But I know I know the song. I, it's not that obtuse. Who's playing guitar here? That's Todd. We Todd's playing guitar. Be apart for a little while, but even when you're far away, I can see your smile. Your <laughs> that right there, right there, right there. Right there. It's like you're going for the note, and then you don't go for it. You're like, I can see your smile. Yeah, yeah. Well, it fades I didn't want to blow out the equipment either. <laughs> you can hear it's kind of like. Otherwise, your note that note would have. Coast, I would have right? killed Piercing. it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you couldn't pull it off of the mic and sang a little off it just to see if it, you, you you decide you just pull off of the box. Again, this is me going. You know what? I'm going to put it here for me. Jacob, is it hard to go right for that same part? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it here for me. But when a when a professional comes yeah. at it, they're yeah, gonna, yeah. they're going to take it. Scratch to track. Yeah. It's a scratch yeah. track. <laughs> exactly. Scratch track. Yeah, you get you get me the real original tracks on this. I'll remaster <laughs> it all for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you auto tune this a little bit for me? You just sweeten it just a little bit. We might have to be apart for a little while. While there's an L on that word. Far away, I can see your smile. <laughs> oh, right there, just a, such a big. I can see your. It's just, <laughs> I can see your smile. Baby, I can see your smile. It's really I what's gonna. I can see your smile. Like, like right there. Like, if your wife was like, you know, like uh, listening to this and 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 working herself and missing you, right? She might have came right there, but then didn't. She would have been like, she would have started and been like, no, there's got to be more to this. I think (laughs) this is the furthest thing from sexually aggressive. It's like there's bullshit. No... There are scoops right now, rocking their own worlds just to this song the song. Right yeah, just jamming <laughs> the bean right there. <laughs> jamming the bean. It sounds like like a sexual like a Zoom Morning Zoo show. 
jamming the beans. Welcome back to jamming this the beans. This is Tom and Anna. We're jamming the beans. It's 10 a.m. And we got the new one from Boone and McGraw. <laughs> you ready to jam that bean, y'all? Uh, oh, we got a call here. Uh, Carol, you're about to go to work. Are you jamming on the bean? I'm jamming. I'm, I'm jamming on the bean. All oh. right. Oh, we'll leave you alone. All right, Carol. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Oh wait, uh, is there, uh, go ahead, we'll play, play it for her. Yeah, there's more. Set up with an H there. Oh, I'm in heaven right now. This is great. You keep me, you should send this to me while I was in Duke. <laughs> <laughs> you're not here. The end. But your sweet voice draws me my bright star I know that home is where you are Home is where you are I don't think that's your line but it's beautiful Probably not beautiful. Probably not Not the first to have that sentiment from Paul Maddox No it's not There'll be some lonely nights There'll be some lonely nights We can see them Ooh Harmonies Here comes Torgo baby What the fuck Yep It's gonna be alright Cause I love and I'll tell you, pause it right here. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's up. Torgo, yeah, Master Torgo, Todd actually did backup vocals on one of Garth Brooks' tours for a couple of days. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. So he's a real singer. He's a real singer. He so actually he is like in his mind. He is carrying some dead weight. This, on this was one. exactly. This like, was. I got some sweet harmony tones, and they are wasted on this just guy. Just after the time when he had gone out to L.A. Yeah. to really pursue his music. That was his. Oh, I didn't know that was his deal. That was his deal for a long time. So he did a lot of coffee shop coffee house recordings and stuff like that so he, so he worked in a lot of coffee shops no 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 i mean well i think he did uh i think he was still working at the at the hard rock yeah. cafe but but yeah he was actually no, no. you know he was a troubadour as you know anytime i feel bad about trying to be an actor or comedian i think about musicians and then i feel better about myself right yeah. and he uh and he has a couple of albums that he recorded and yeah. you know would sell those and, and also perform did he re-record this did he lay this on his album? i don't think uh, long did, distance did ever it, made it to one of the albums no. Shoot. So he had a solo career. He did some backing vocals for Garth Brooks, and he also did some backing vocals for Paul Maddox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And, and, then, and then guess Bruno what McGraw. ended the career? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and now he does a podcast in Vegas. Right. And he said, <laughs> fix his computers in Vegas. Rather than yes. make music with you, Paul, what if we just started talking on microphones about, about comic books? Sounds great. <laughs> All right, let's play, play this sweet harmonies. Yeah, it's good. My sweetest baby girl, the answer to. Prayer, nice, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me you make uh, something involves flying or flight. No flight. I don't think. That's no, not a. I can't be sure. We might have to be apart for a little while, but even when you're far away, I can see your smile. Oh, pause it there. Your memory. That's not true, though. What? You couldn't see your smile from where you were, right? Yeah, in my head, dude. Because oh, her memory just... comes back to me like a sweet old song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next line. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm skeptical. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm telling you, it happens. So then you can see her smile right now. It, it happens, yeah. I can but see her smile right now. Yeah, but she's not actually smiling right now. Uh, She's probably not. No, she's probably asleep, right? Maybe. Or she's listening to this and <laughs> jamming on the bean. <laughs> she's jamming on the bean! <laughs> <laughs> she's never going to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> Play, play, play. <laughs> Comes back like a sweet old song. We're long distance. 
not for long. You're not here. Well, it's not like you guys going for a bridge but there, right? Your sweet voice draws me near. No. take to record this a couple hours it sounds like it (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you also you gotta think this is 2000 yeah yeah you guys don't have garage band yeah 2003 we did probably have garage band but you know this was you know program garage band maybe 2003 i don't know i don't know either i don't think so no no so okay so i mean yeah, for what we had to work with, and you know the oh, microphone quality, and you're and you're making it for an audience of one. What do you care? I was actually going to try and get this out. Oh, that's hit, right. You're going to the, the hit makers of Nashville were the next uh, audience that would. That's, a, that's <laughs> and that's how she. That's, a, that's how she made you made her feel so special. You're like, babe. Yeah. Not only did I make this song for you, but I'm going to sell it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a, a hit yeah. for our. Uh, for uh, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, imagine imagine someone else singing this to someone imagine, else. Imagine a talented but, person singing this. <laughs> That's the first. <laughs> that'd be, that should be the first lyric. All right, imagine a talented person singing this. <laughs> Here we go. Honestly, this, that's very. The lyrics you wrote are very sweet. Thanks. Very sweet. Yeah, thing. I mean it's pretty saccharine, but what are you gonna do? Well, you, hey, you don't have time for subtle. This girl's far away. Right. Only two and a half months. Yeah. You, I no, had lay it on line. No. Hard on sleeve. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How many songs have you written for her since? None. None songs. <laughs> oh, it's time. It is time. It is time. Paul Mattingly. You got any, you got any Tony music there for us, Jacob? Oh, I'm sure. Paul, it's <laughs> time the spot, for you to sing. Another, another, yep. another song for yep, Anne? It's time to sing just one more song. <laughs> Do I need to country it up? For the love of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah say say it a while with no L. Wow. Wow. Smile. Smile. No, I, I don't know. We'll see. You, oh, you want like a? Should we get like a suggestion, or you want like a metaphor? Sure. Okay. Give me a title. Let's see. Uh, let's. Uh, uh, while you're sleeping. <laughs> you're sleeping. Yeah. Here we go. She's at home sleeping. Great. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna say jamming on, be, the, jamming yeah, on the bean. <laughs> did Tony also did the music for the first one. He did. sleeping I'm out on the road making money <laughs> driving that old load but someday honey I'll be pulling my rig back to you yes I will while you're sleeping I've been on the mean streets slowly creeping Trying to get that jack, but only thieving. Stealing hearts that aren't yours. While you're sleeping, I've been having lots of side trim. A hern of him, whoever I can stop on the street. I'm one person. 
And while you're sleeping, indiscriminate sex has been my reason <laughs> for living in heck. I think diseasing <laughs> trouble is all I have found. Oh, while you were sleeping, I was doing things I shouldn't do. But I swear, girl, I wanna come back to you. Please wake up and take up your hands to mine. Tell me you are here. I'm just sleeping. Here for me. And I'm dreaming. Come on, wake up and set me free from this dirty meth-filled trucker life that's got me living over the line. Over the line. One, two, three. It's a good tune. Now that's going to Nashville. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was hoping it was. Uh, uh, I was hoping f- f- if I could force you one more verse, I would have had you end with a, a lyric. And now it hurts when I pee. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean we got there. We, yeah, we were he was having there. bad yeah, sex. We were there, yeah, he got his diseases while you're sleeping, getting trim on the side. All right, so so uh, s- scoops right in. Which one is more romantic? <laughs> Long distance. <laughs> Or while you were sleeping, oh, you thought, shit. which one? Uh, which one would you want to dance to at your prom? No oh, boy, which one made you jam reunion? your bean more? Yeah, which one which do you? Which one got you which jamming, one, which, your which, which got you jamming, jamming on, the, on bean? the bean? <laughs> which one's got you jamming on the bean? Um, so can we put that up as an isolated track? Yeah, so that the hit makers of Nashville that listen to the podcast, oh, of course, can, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that on iTunes. It's only been like ten years, but now it'll finally, yeah, yeah. it's finally going to get the attention. It well, needs. they've been you, you've been keeping them waiting. You've been, yeah. they're hungry for they're you now. Very they're hungry yeah. for some more. Oh wait, which track are you talking about? I'm talking about long uh, distance. Long distance. Oh, uh, two. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you think yeah. while you're sleeping? While you're sleeping's going up on that's what's going on, <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> You know, we should start putting some of these on iTunes. We could make twenty dollars a month or something on this uh, shit. Yeah, but then we gotta like then we gotta we can split we half that by Tony. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're gonna do like mail Tony a we don't check give for ten Tony bucks money. and then that turns into like two pounds. You're right. And we have such a weak dollar. What are we gonna do? Um <laughs> That was a piece of music from Tony called Romantic Number Four. <laughs> Tony, Just, that was awesome. With, with all the people you. that pitch and help us, once we start making any money, we're in so much trouble. We're in so you're much right. trouble. We can't pay anybody. <laughs> First of all, Jacob. I mean, just yeah, Jacob we, right yeah, there. Yeah, just we Jacob. Can't, we can't, can't even, even pay Jacob. Nothing. We can't even pay attention. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm, uh, I'm really turned on right now. No, okay, let's uh, <laughs> stop jamming the bean. Sorry, I got to jam stop my own bean. Stop jamming on the bean. I'm jamming on my own bean. All right, let's let's get into some scoop mail. That'll cool me off. Message for you, son. You hope. <laughs> Mainly, it can excite the jewel case, the photo. It's all got to go up on the site. Yeah. Oh man, the jewel case is so good. I can't wait for people to see that. Oh, uh, we got one here from Jake. How goes it, guys? Greetings from Evansville, Indiana, home of Don Mattingly, Ski Cola, and the Fall Festival, which is the second largest street carnival in the United States. I've written second in- to hand days, right? <laughs> That's second most important. Uh, I've written in before, in case you forgot. I Hold was the on. one. Uh, I know, I, 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 this is a super long one. I'm already interrupting. Someone posted a photo, and it was of a Pegasus, but it said Cupid on it, combining the words Cupid and Pig. And I was pissed off when I saw it. It had a bow and arrow in its hand as well, I'd hope. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. the only way that that qualifier works. Yeah, but still, it's a Pegasus. Yeah, man, that's kind of whack. Cupid? Cupid? No. 
That's Back a Pegasus. Here, yeah. kid, I got you a pew pig. Yeah, keep it. Keep yeah. it with your collection of pubes. <laughs> <laughs> pew pig? Pew pig. All right, go on. Go on. Uh, so uh, I've written you before, in case you forgot. I was the one that wanted to curb stomp John, uh, George Lucas. Why? Well, that's for another letter. So I have it's two not, stories. It's, it's for another list. There's like a thousand people want to curb stop George mm-hmm. Lucas. Yeah, right. Uh, so I have two stories that could be considered Italian air show stories. One involved the date and the other involves Stan Lee. I tweeted you guys which one I should tell you, and Matt said, the date unless it involves alcohol. Spider-Man it is! <laughs> I lost, this is a side note, I lost my shit. I was having a conversation with someone the other night, and they started telling me a I was so drunk story. Oh, they're the and worst. I just and you started just laughing. And they, and they had no idea why. Oh, he, th- <laughs> he thought his story was the funniest fucking story in the world. Because I was I was losing it. It's the strangest thing. It's so many people's ace in the hole. Yeah. It's like, I no, should never believe. I was so drunk. How drunk was I? Yeah. I'm about to tell you. I wish I was now. <laughs> I wish I was blacking the fuck out to listen to this shit. <laughs> so in 2013, I went to a convention called Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. My hometown. My true hometown. My birth town. Ding, and ding, where ding. I went to school. Uh, the guest of honor was Stan Lee. I bought a VIP package to meet him, and the waiting game began to meet one of the creators of my geekdom. As the days drew closer, I started to ponder what to ask him. At the age of 90, what do you ask someone that iconic that hasn't been asked before? I thought long and hard and thought I'd just wing it. However, about a month before the con, I got the question. All of this, by the way, Stanley's nightmare. If you listen to this, just listen to this part. Stanley be like, oh, God, don't. Don't. <laughs> please stop thinking of yeah, interesting please questions, just leave true me believers. Leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Stanley. tired of answering. That's really good. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Ask me another question, and I'll give you a pop in the mouth. <laughs> That's what Spidey would do. He'd hit an asshole like you. <laughs> I once wanted to go to Stan Lee at one of these Comic-Con things and just ask him like a question about politics. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, He'd probably want that more than whatever this is going to come up to. Gotta, gotta think so. I yeah. really like John Boehner. Excelsior! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so about a month before the con, I got the question. If you recall, Andrew Garfield, the actor that plays Spider-Man in the last two Spider-Man films, made a comment pondering... Uh, and the star of some 40-plus comic strip compilations, not the least of which, Garfield gets large. <laughs> Nerd break. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so he made a comment pondering what it would be like if Peter Parker was bisexual. Uh, when he said it, everybody was appalled by the concept, so I figured, who better to ask uh, to ask about this than Spider-Man's dad? Oh, boy. Not the right question to ask Stan Lee. I can tell you that already. Oh, man. I mean, he's 90, year, 90 years old, so that means like just saying gay is progressive for him, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Admitting that, it's, that it exists. Well, no, I mean, he's pretty forward-thinking, I mean, yeah, but still, go ahead. Uh, so Let's it's con it. time. I but attended the event. Forward thinking, but butt still. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's butt still. He's he's got a very still butt. His butt it does doesn't move. move at all. Does not. Certainly doesn't open. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I attended to be. I, I attended the event, and to be blunt, it was a disaster. Due to poor management, the convention was overcrowded to the point the fire marshal shut it down twice. Plus, a riot almost broke out between the fans of William Shatner and Norman Reedus, Walking Dead fans. Why? What? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that's what happens when you try to squeeze 1,000 people into a room that can only hold 300. Holy. Well, then. that or or but still. But still. Uh, after two days of pure <laughs> hell, 
It was time to meet Stan Lee. I got him to sign my copy of X-Men number one, but they wouldn't let you ask questions to him. They told me I'd have to go to his Q&A panel to ask him something a few hours later. So I attended the Q&A panel. Uh, the ballroom the Q&A was held in was jam-packed with 400 hardcore and battle-worn geeks. The con's mismanagement drove them all to the break, to the break of frenzy. We all waited patiently an extra 30 minutes after the Q&A was supposed to start. Finally, he arrived, and I was about sixth in line to ask my question. Mm. Uh, beforehand, it was typical stuff. Favorite character? How did you create Spider-Man? I thought him up. Do you, do you like chimichangas? I enjoyed him a little. Everything in moderation, true believer. <laughs> Time to ask my question. The crowd was all kinds of uh, happy-go-lucky, and I asked him, what are your views on Andrew Garfield requesting Spider-Man to be bisexual and Mary Jane a male in upcoming Spider-Man films? At that moment, the entire room got deadly silent, and all 400 of my fellow geeks started giving me a uh, look as though they were going to kill me. Meanwhile, Stan's handler is relaying my question. His response? Oh, I think Andy Garfield is great as Spider-Man. Absolutely great. In fact, I would have picked him to be the, in the first Spider-Man films. Uh, while it was kind of a big deal, it wasn't the answer to my question. And after two days of hell, I wasn't going to leave without the answer. So I ask oh, again. Oh, okay. Two days? Well, well he's, they, he's been mean, at the Comic-Con thing for two days. Oh, yeah, he's got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this time I could see cosplayers looking at me to use uh, and uh, looking at me and thinking about using me as target practice for LARPing. LARPing? Live action. Live action oh, right, right, right. We talked about that. I knew I recognized that, that from somewhere. Jacob. <laughs> Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Magic missile. Magic missile. Magic missile. Uh, the handler seemed to understand and relays it. Now I'm expecting him to say, it doesn't bother me or something to the effect. I could describe it here, but here's a link to his response. We have a YouTube clip. Do you want to listen to that? Yes. How long is it? Uh, it's like a minute something. Let's do it. Yeah, let's Let's, let's go hear for it, it, true believers. Let's from the mouth it. of Stan Lee. This is going to be so so. So the question is, what do you think about Andrew Garfield being bisexual, taking the character of Spider-Man into a bisexual realm, and possibly having Mary Jane become a boy? Correct. Hello, okay. um, I was just wondering, what are your views on Andrew Garfield's request to make Spider-Man bisexual? Well, so this is the whole thing. Mary Jane male in an upcoming Spider-Man film. Has he got a very deep voice, or is that the mic? <laughs> Nailed it. A bit of both, maybe. Not a great response. So the handler oh, is explaining it. Garfield is great as Spider-Man. Absolutely great. In fact, I would have picked him for the first Spider-Man movie if he had volunteered. Yeah, I mean, um, he's requesting that uh, Spider-Man become bisexual. So there he is pushing, pushing the envelope a little bit, and the handler is explaining it a little further to Stan Lee now. Is he becoming bisexual? <laughs> 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 Who have you been talking to? <laughs> I don't know. I, seriously, I don't know anything about that. And if it's true, I'm going to make a couple of phone calls. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. I couldn't understand what he said. The last one right there. Hold on. One sex is enough for anybody. Is I guess so. Maybe. I guess so. Maybe two sexes. I don't. I don't know. 
All right. I got to say that Stanley Hill like a champ. He really did. Yeah, that, that didn't bother me. Yeah. No. I was, I was expecting something pretty dramatic there. I wanted something like really prejudiced. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, ew, gross, or right. something like that. Ew, gross. That's icky. <laughs> Yuck-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, my my, I wanted like my ass is exit only is would have been like my favorite response. My, look at my pants. Yeah, as <laughs> long as as long only. as he doesn't pee next to me, like I want something like that ignorant. You know what I mean? Right. But Stanley actually just handled that fine. Uh, so needless to say, my question shook things up. After I said thank you, I immediately grabbed my backpack and got the hell out of Dodge. About an hour and a half later, I'm hanging out with uh, C. Martin Croker. The voice of Zorak from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Amazing. As I'm looking at his swag, two people come up to me and say, Hey, you're that guy that outed Spider-Man to his dad. Croker tells me, You have my attention. I tell him the story, and he lasts for five minutes and gives me a free autograph. The con ends, and I go home. Cut to the next day. My phone blows up. My phone is blown up with texts from my friends because by that time the clip of my question had been put on YouTube. My friends are freaking out because it's also getting national attention. Even Perez Hilton threw his two cents into it, but he got twisted around. And to this day, I still don't think Stan Lee knows what the term bisexual means. But the media made him out to be a gay basher. I'll never forget my friend's Facebook post. Congrats, Jake. You took every geek's grandpa and turned him into a bigot. I swear it wasn't my intention, but somehow it happened. I did write Stan Lee a letter apologizing, but never got a reply. So there's my Italian air show involving Spider-Man. Not the best story, not the worst story, but it's my story. So with that, I'll. Uh, so with that said, I'll leave you to the rest of your mail. Keep up the good work. Diggity, fuck you in the face. Maybe dignity. I bet that's what that was supposed to be. Dignity, fuck you in the face. Jake, P.S. Quick nerd question for you. Hold on, we're not done. With, uh... He's probably diligently fucking you in the face. Diligent? No, Maybe I think it just means be. diggity, like bomb diggity. Okay. Yeah, like sure. Giggity, like giggity diggity. Giggity, giggity diggity. Like, All right. With great scoop mail comes great responsibility. Sure it does. Yeah. I think that I... I mean, that is a that is a funny story, and it is great to mm-hmm. to get to ask your idol a really off, off uh, question. And to have him handle like a champ is even better. I think the reason why the clip got a lot of attention is because of how, how funny he was at first. And then the gay bash thing comes after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think... I think Stanley gets exactly what bisexuality is. And I also think he's just answering it to be funny. I don't even... I wouldn't even hold him to that. Pretty much, yeah. I wouldn't even... I do kind of remember when this thing blew up a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, that's Tempest in a teapot. But uh, but still, um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. All right, what's his his follow-up I like Martin Croker's response. That's fine. Uh, so he's got a nerd question for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Out of all of the movies PST3K has shown, I've, Paul, do you know what that is? MST3K. MST3K? That's Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. Oh, sure. I'm two for two on, uh, yes. on geek references. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one has actually won an Academy Award. Name it. Uh, did they do Philadelphia? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'd love to see Mystery Science Theater Philadelphia. <laughs> I think it might have been... Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Uh, no, uh, the uh, the movie is Space Travelers, a.k.a. Maroon, starring Gregory Peck, Gene Hackman, and James Francionis. Franci- I, I have no idea who, who cares. that person is. Uh, it won the Oscar for Best Special Effect. Interesting. Uh, just one effect that year. Yeah. The first Oscar was just for one effect. <laughs> yeah. Back then, if you could pull off one effect. Yeah, small. exactly. Well, cool. I did not know that. No. I love my MST3K. Rift Tracks just dropped on Hulu, uh-huh. which is the some of the guys from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. man. 
I've been watching him like crazy. Oh, dude, you know, so like Mark Ronson, is that, am I saying that name right? He's got the number one hit right now with uh, Uptown Funk You Up with Bruno Mars. You know okay, song? I'm sure I don't listen to oh, man. modern music. But this song's everywhere, Paul. I'd probably know it to hear it, maybe. I don't Uptown, know. Uptown Funk You Up. All right, anyways. No, I don't know this one. Anyways, it's 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 very Prince influenced new new jam that's out. Mark Ronson has his name on it. He has produced other albums in the past, and I realized reading an article on this hit today on Grantland that he produced Amy Winehouse's uh, Back in Black album, right, which famously had the Rehab song on it. Right. I remember him being interviewed on Carson Daly in like I want to say like 2010 or something like that. Uh, he's being interviewed. This is before Amy Winehouse dies. This is a YouTube clip that I that, that would be in the making because he he says that he was talking to her. He wanted to produce her album, and he said, and he was listening to her when she said, "You know, my mom she wants me to go to rehab," and I'm like, "No, no, no." And he jokes to Carson Daly. Again, she's alive at this point. He jokes to her, uh, jokes to Carson Daly like, uh, "You know what I should have said is like maybe you should listen to your mom," but what I said was that sounds like a good hook to a song. And then, you know, thus begins that, that, that song. And that quote has to haunt him now when they, re- if they I would if imagine. Back and look at that episode. So as but, much as but, uh, you exposed Stanley's bigotry, uh, I'm exposing Mark Ronson as a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tantamount. This is, the big, this is going to be the big controversial dust up that gets attention on Ice Cream Socials. <laughs> You me calling Mark Ronson a murderer. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I have his name right. You don't even, you don't even know the song. <laughs> I don't know that song at all. No. It's huge right now. Great. Do you like Bruno Mars? No. Why not? Bruno what do you Mars? mean, why not? Yeah, Bruno Mars is great. He's two foot two. Oh, he's too short for your taste? <laughs> too what? short for my taste. So you wouldn't bang him? What, what, what are you talking about? No, I just don't care for his music. Yeah. It doesn't okay. do anything for me. I, that, that, no, I don't like his stuff. You are the first anti-Bruno Mars person I've ever met. I think he's got a good vibe as far as his life goes, I guess. He's got a real strong work ethic. Guy's worked his butt off to get where yeah. he is. Yeah. But uh don't like his jams, yo. You know, what about uh, what about uh, Fuck You by CeeLo? Do you like that song? I did until CeeLo turned out to be a monster. I can't really get behind him anymore. I did like that song a lot. Well, he helped he wrote that song. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars wrote that one? Yes. Did he really? Yeah, he fuck yes. you. Well, well done, Bruno Mars, for writing Fuck You. Yeah. <laughs> That's See weird. those a monster? He's not the best. He's a little on that date rape end, end too. Oh, Ooh. really? Oh, I don't yeah. know about this. Alleg- yeah. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. We're not saying that here. Allegedly. No, we're not saying that here. No. no I'm not. I'd never say it. But just I case, saw his show no when he was here. And he had the Rock of Fire explosion closed for him, and I lost my shit. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in my life. That's true, actually. So I know and we, we actually talked about that on the podcast. So I know that this 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 new alleged allegation stuff is happening post that experience. It did happen post that experience. That. I was, and uh, it's kind of sad to hear the stuff that I'm hearing. So, But, you know, who hmm. knows? It's all what it is. Yeah. Well, this scoop metal will make you feel better. Yeah, please. I'm waking up next to CeeLo and my butt's all hurt. I'm like, fuck you. I just did. (laughs) (laughs) We got one here from Lord of the Streets. All right. Lord of the Streets. What? 
The Lord of the Street. The Lord of the Street. Lord no, just street. one street. Oh, if it was the street. Singular. I Is still love Lord of the Street. No, just I love that name. I love Lord of the Street. I'm the too. Lord of the Streets. Lord of the Street. Lord of the Street and Streets. Both I like both. I love it. Anyways, if he's right in our podcast good, is blowing up. Good name. Good name, Lord of the Streets. Uh this is going to be a tough one to read, so I'm just going to apologize right now. Dear Mr. Fantasy, Valerie, John Barleycorn, the Pearly Queen, and I have been loyal listeners to your podcast since the start and love the show. Every night, every day, we listen, and let me tell you, this train won't stop. I had to cry today when I heard the latest episode. I couldn't hold on. I was laughing so hard. Not since Sylvie and I were feeling good from the dust and ate those Berkshire poppies in Mozambique have I been so glad. Jacob is the true freedom writer of the show, uh, while Paul seems to be a stranger to himself. Matt may still be in the game, but if another deal goes down, it will be a split decision as to whether or not he can make it back to the high life again. Freeze. And there you go. You know yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, he's using tons of Winwood's titles. Those are all Winwood song titles. So in there. good. Okay. My advice for you guys is to take it as it comes and just roll with it. Every day, you guys always have something new and interesting to say, whether it is <laughs> utterly simple or just an opinion in a different light. Sometimes I feel so uninspired that I listen to old episodes when I come home, and in no time I am riding high. It may be a means to an end, but when you guys make me laugh, I feel like you can all join in. When the podcast is over, I have to tell myself, don't be sad. Who knows what tomorrow may bring? You may be, uh, you'll be feeling all right in no time. Uh, you are the true hidden treasure of the podcast universe. I am tempted to fly out to your dirty city and check out your bucket show. Oh, wait that- a minute. I don't know if any of that's a, a, a Winwood lyric there. <laughs> I so I think he's, I think he's just he's, insulting our city right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a casual insult there. But as Steve Win- as the number one Steve Winwood podcast. Number one, baby. Let this go. By the way, somebody, somebody kind of troll tweeted the ice cream sandwich i think it was on twitter <laughs> i don't think it's the real ice cream sandwich it's just the ice cream sandwich on twitter yeah. uh uh trolled uh like a, a a music site yeah into saying we were the number one steve winwood podcast and they were oh. started retweeting the tweets <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well we are yeah yeah we probably we are. are we are <laughs> We gotta be. We, gotta, this, we fucking point. have to be. <laughs> at, at, at this point, the, whoever the other one was would have spoken up by now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody would have run us and be like, "Yo, this is fucked up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, no, I mean, as, the as an only honest, a good Steve Winwood podcast. Only danger we have are the Soterrorists coming up and starting some <laughs> shit. But the Peter Soterrorists are staying chill for now. Right, what is the rest of that? Was the rest of that email? Uh, let's see. You are the true hidden meaning, uh, hidden treasure of the podcast universe. I'm tempted to fly out to your dirty city and check out your bucket show. That tragic, magic experience. But alas, I will be here, far from home, with the graveyard people on the other shore. Anyway, <laughs> we're all looking back. forward to the next episode on the horizon and holding on until we can hear you guys talking back to the night. In closing, I know I am only one. I, I am one and only man with a hole in my shoe. But thanks for doing what you do and making it rain a sea of joy upon the scoops of the universe. You know what this sounds like? Remember those old uh, Cinemax action-adventure titty movies? <laughs> where, like, they would all communicate to each other via secret DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Someone have a radio show, and then, like, the girls would get codes from the radio show, and they would know where to go next with their guns and take their tops off and shoot people. It's so weird. This sounds like that. This sounds yep. like that weird, those weird, that weird double-talking DJ code. Strange encryption. 
All right, what's the rest of this? Uh, signing off from the Shanghai Noodle Factory, <laughs> your spy in the house of love, Lord of the Street. <laughs> P.S. Now you need to guess how many Steve Winwood song titles are in this email. Oh, I'm sure it won't be a problem for you guys. Of course As we not. all know, yeah. you are the preeminent Steve Winwood <laughs> podcast Correct. on the web. Correct. All right, Paul, how many do you think you did? Uh, I'm going to say 27. I'm going to guess... I'm gonna guess fifty. I'm gonna guess fifty-three. Wow, that's my guess. Uh, Matt actually nailed it. That's what? because I read the With answer. The, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read it. I read it. I knew it. No, because uh, I was going through the scoop mail. I read the answer email first. Oh, I would have skipped it. You know, like you know when emails yeah, yeah. come in the wrong. Sure, so, sure, sure. So I clicked on it and I was like, the answer is fifty-three. And I was like, what? And then I clicked and I saw the same email subject, like oh, four shit. four yeah. scoop mail down. And I was like. And as soon as I started reading, it's like, oh damn it! I wish I didn't read it. I wish I because uh, I got as soon as I as soon as I just saw the beginning of it, I was like, I didn't even listen. I just sent it up to Jacob. It was typically what I do. As soon as I feel like a scoop mail is interesting, I just send it on up to Jacob without oh, without, yeah. without reading the rest of it. But I uh, spoil it. I thought it was really funny to guess correctly at fifty three. So I go ahead went ahead and cheated. So well, now everyone just get fa- you just get comfortable. I'm going to read you all fifty three. No, no, no. Let's let's not do that part. Number one. No, <laughs> we can post that. We'll post that. Yeah, we'll, we'll post, post that fifty three song titles. Yeah. Number oh man! On subreddit, you know I pissed somebody off. Do you know this? Uh, did you read our subreddit? Jeff runs our, our, our ice cream social subreddit. That was from a Twitter thing, though. That you had a piss off thing, right? No, no, no. Is there, are, or did no, I piss two or, people off? No, this was from. Did you piss somebody least? off on the subreddit? No, a subreddit. Someone voiced their uh, displeasure with me. I should say. Uh, oh yes, I did read that. Yeah, that was upsetting. Well, but I, you handled it quite well, I think. I apologize. And yeah, they accepted your apology. It's all good. It was the C word bust out from last time. See, now we're seeing the C word. That's why I'm upset. Welcome to the C word. Uh, it's all good. I called someone the C word, and they said that was unnecessary. Of course it was unnecessary. Yeah, you were doing it for, for silly effect. I was doing it for comedic purposes. But the fact that you delivered it with such gusto, it could easily be they misinterpreted. They believed me. They believed you, right. The intention flipped. Because you're, you're a convincing actor, for God's sake. Thank sense. you, Paul. That's what's going that's on all here, I, That's all I just want to stop here to fish for a compliment, <laughs> and then we can move on. <laughs> I, should have, I should have said sorry that way. I'm sorry I'm such a convincing actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I apologize for having you transported into my imagined world. Uh, wait till so, you so see fully. me in the role of hero cop and director's cut, my friend. <laughs> ah, blowing it out. Well, I can kick the doors off that shit. Ooh. Literally. Uh, I hate that I upset at someone, though. But I also hate that I can't use the C word anymore. But you know what? Uh, I think you handled it perfectly, and um, it's all good. We're going we're gonna to upset people from time to time. I know. In this world. And we're going to continue to use the C word. But, but most of our scoops, all of our scoops should know. Yeah. No offense is intended. It's up no, to you to always comedy first on this. Right. Always comedy first on this. Paul and I are wusses in real life. We have oh. no controversial... Uh, uh, controversial, not uh, confrontational. That's the word I'm looking for. Not a confrontational. We don't even have a vocabulary in this show. Nope. I don't think any excuse for girls to wear shorts should be ignored. <laughs> but they only get to wear these shorts and dance. I start left at the same spot that's in the drop. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I start left basically at the same exact spot. Uh-huh. Well, um, you're nothing if not predictable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ch- I'm nothing if not predictable. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <Dingo. laughs> You're a dingo. 
We got a message here from your friendly neighborhood ice cream man. Hello, sir. Love the show. I'm writing in with what, with what isn't an Italian air show exactly, but I think it meets most of the criteria. Ready. I was so drunk. <laughs> All right, so here's the real one. No. So I had broken up with my first live-in girlfriend, who shall remain nameless, and had to move back in with my folks. Shortly thereafter, I stayed at home for the holidays, spending my first fucksgiving away from my family to work on some artwork and hook up with my quote-unquote first true love ex-girlfriend, who will call Mindy. Right there. I read to that point, pressed copy and paste, sent it to Jacob. That's right, all I know. That's interesting enough. Yeah, we're back. I was like, all right, I like where this is going. Who could it be but Mindy? Reference Fucksgiving, and we're dealing with uh, exes here. I like mm-hmm. it. Yep, love it. Mindy was in town for the holidays and called to ask if I wanted to mess around. After the first day, I was uh, yeah. After the first day, I was nice enough to drive her to drive her to pick up her crazy medication. Mindy stayed <laughs> with me in my old bedroom. <laughs> her crazy medication. Oh boy, <laughs> nothing like. It. <laughs> this can't be, like if you're like if your first thing is like hey before we get coffee can you take me to get my medication so that I can be sane for our conversation <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, hey you want to go hang out at the mall but uh, first I gotta go get a lot of lithium <laughs> you good with that we cool all right yeah I'll go see a movie uh, how long is the movie that we're gonna see okay I'm gonna need my medication man I'm gonna need to get that first. <laughs> If it was only if it's only like ninety minutes, I could wait till after to get oh, my medication. Man. But uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that ahead of time. <laughs> Mindy stayed with me in my old bedroom, something we never got to do when we dated. Yeah. We even would we even would up wound up how about that. Yeah, uh, we even wound up going to a fucksgiving feast at her friend's house. I know this has stupid all over. Just but all it, pills. <laughs> <laughs> Just carved a pill. It was Help a, yourself. <laughs> it was like it was Valium stuffing. I know this has stupid written all over it, but in my defense, it was lovely to finally fake the sheets or shake the sheets in my childhood home. Pass the Quaalude cranberry sauce, please. <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> Sit around the house with a naked girl and reconnect with someone I still cared about. Mindy was living in another city and had no intentions of us getting back together. By the way, uh, I would make all these mistakes. P.S. I don't mean to judge him. Who would? I would do all of this. Who okay, hasn't? <laughs> After having two lovely days with Mindy, I finished my sculpture and felt like a million bucks. Once the holiday was over... Is I that a euphemism? Finish my sculpture? <laughs> I certainly hope so. This is a project he After was working on. After two days of fucking, I took a dump. I mean, <laughs> oh. finished my sculpture. Ooh, you're... F- <laughs> <laughs> Once the holidays were over, I went back to work with a spring in my step. Because I'd finished my sculpture. <laughs> I was a lot lighter. <laughs> This is a five-pound sculpture. <laughs> it felt like ten before it came out. <laughs> when you're hanging out with a naked person all the time, you can't stop and take a dump. It's true. Clog that shit right up. Uh, getting, bu- getting busy for fucksgiving helped me work up the nerve to finally ask out one of my recently diver- divorced co-workers, who we'll call Lucy. And I wound up taking one of my drinking buddy or taking one of my drinking buddies up on moving into his garage. Suffice to say, things were good. <laughs> I'm dating a divorcee and I've moved into a garage. Life is cherries. <laughs> I just I just fucked Batchet crazy for two days, but I knew I could ditch her. Now I got I got rebound and I live in a garage. I sleep on a weight bench. Life is looking up. I'm the new Fonz. <laughs> Also, 
My numb arm stopped aching at night when I slept. <laughs> Life is amazing. Life is <laughs> the duct tape worked fine as a new sole for my worn-out sneakers. <laughs> I, got... I found a quarter. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. Smash cut to three months later. Oh, shit. I get a phone call from Misty letting me know she was pregnant. <gasps> oh! Oh! I congratulated right. her. That garage without thinking. And without skipping a beat, she said I was the father. But, but, condoms, I interjected. Those don't always work, honey, Mindy replied. Those don't always work, honey. That's a weird line to have in the bank. It really is. That's a weird, like, yeah. I was flabbergasted. I don't trust this girl. Like, if she was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. she's 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 on medication. Yeah, she's on medication. Uh, Mindy was a great girl, but I wouldn't trust her to water my ferns over the weekend. Well, you trusted her to do a little more than that, my friend. Yep. You she watered, watered her fern. ferns. <laughs> you watered up in that fern. <laughs> you got between two ferns. You should have just jammed her bean. <laughs> yeah, you should have just jammed a bean. Just just say, hey, bean. Hey, uh, why don't you just jam on the bean while I go over here and uh, get my fern a little rub? <laughs> Nearly blackout shock and horror ensued with visions of our two-headed mutant grape, uh, baby growing... Grape? <laughs> no, I misread that. Uh, you misread baby as grape? <laughs> He has no kids. What does he care? Uh, it's a fucking grape. What do I know? Yeah, no. uh, with visions of our two-headed mutant baby growing fat off of garnishments from my paycheck. The first person I told was Lucy, who dumped my ass three hours later. Oh, shit. I don't agree with this move. And her Did Start telling it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't tell anybody. Uh, in her defense, she was worried that the timeline... Uh, was such that people would assume I was stepping out on her. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? That's not why. And first off, when you said you told her and she dumped you, none of us asked why. <laughs> You're like, I told the girl I was dating that, whoops, I knocked out this crazy chick right before Fucksgiving, right before I asked you out. No one was asking why did she break up with you. No, Nobody was asking why she dumped we get you. It. And it, the, the excuse that you said is what you tell yourself to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were matter-of-fact. What do you want to happen, my father asked me. I wanted a paternity test and an open adoption if possible. The next six months were very unpleasant. I started smoking again, gained 20 pounds, and basically was living my life like a condemned man. When it, tamed, when it came time to get the DNA test done, I went in with my head between my knees. The one bright spot was when the technician let slip. Wait, I was. you thought you were going to die in a plane crash? Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> he was the what? Uh, the one bright spot was when the technician let slip. I was the fourth person coming in on this same account. Ah, oh, holy shit. Was this Maury a Maury Porvich. episode? Exactly. What the shit? Yeah. Yeah. He must be white. That's why it wasn't on Maury. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 they have white trash on Murray. Mur- Murray, whatever Murray. Murray? 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 Say his name. And Murray. Murray. Now, I've watched that show all the time. And Murray. That's no, a great one. No, it would be on Springer. It's just the, 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 the Canadian uh, the, the, the snow dove. Do you watch uh, Snowbird. Talk, talk Soup? I the, watch Ann Murray's talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you are not the father. <laughs> you are not the father. Yes. You could be the father. <laughs> the snow fell lightly on your face when you had the baby, but it wasn't yours. This is uh, while this is a little bit of while you were sleeping, <laughs> while you were while you were back at your old job. While you were back at your old job, I was fucking three other dudes. Ann Murray says, "Not that, but like uh, 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 he he banged her w- with condoms uh, right. on, on Thanksgiving and." then 
uh, and it the matched up the matched up line. And so, so is there, is that means she she threw a bang on th- four dudes total over Thanksgiving. Right. Which good on her. Yeah. But she's now she's playing for. this. She's she's eating with the wrong orifice on Thanksgiving. She's picking out. <laughs> So the Are you saying there was a turkey leg up there that we missed? <laughs> for all for all she cared. For all she cared. A little cranberry uh, sauce. Uh, more like cramberry oh, sauce. Oh! The pills that she picked up were just roofies and aphrodisiacs. <laughs> so the tech let it slip that I was the fourth person coming in the, on, the, on the account. Uh, that lifted my spirits a, a bit, but I didn't get the results back for three weeks <sighs> on my motherfucking birthday. Oh. And the baby wasn't mine. Oh, but that's great, Best though. Best present ever. I say, totally. yeah. So I was fat, broke, single, but childless. This is like a version of Mamma Mia for men. This is like, this <laughs> is, is the version of Mamma Mia that guys would watch. This is Dada Noah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dada Noah. I'm no daddy. That shit is not mine. Dada <laughs> Noah. I want a paternity test. Dada Noah. Crazy. I pulled out in time. Dada <laughs> Noah. I want a paternity test. We fucked with a condom. I can't have been the father. We use protection. You're just a goddamn liar. See that girl popping pills? She's the crazy queen. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess this isn't a true Italian air show story, but I thought the scoops would like it nonetheless. Keep up the good work and fuck you in the face. Sincerely, your friendly neighborhood ice cream man. She likes horses <laughs> and playing with no hands with the tambourine. Oh yeah! All right, that sucks. All that sucks. That is crazy. And here's the hard part: like, if he had talked to his dad before he talked to the girl he was dating, he might have not lost that relationship. Maybe, but then you know what? I think that relationship was doomed from the start. Yeah, he's picking up a divorce station. He's here? already the rebound. I mean, right, damaged goods, right? <laughs> no, 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 but like the divorce <laughs> thing is like whatever she did, she got out of a fucking hellhole of drama, right? Right, right? So at the moment, he's like, listen, I got to deal with this other thing. I might be the dad nope. of the kid. She's like, I just got out of a yeah. fucking briefcase. Yep. We're not full of doing this again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about to, like, the next guy I date yep. is just. Nope. I'm looking for a guy I can casually hang out with a few mm-hmm. nights a week. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. I'm a man whose biggest problems is what record to buy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want. Which and side Paul, of the garage Paul, to sleep on? Paul just changed the subject and just talked about something for real there. Paul was just talking about himself. He wants a guy with a, who wants to buy a right. That's record. what I'm looking for. You're out there. <laughs> Give me a call. That blows. That's that, story is, that is crazy. That is, that's a rough way to go. God. Now, is he still living in that garage? He's the Fonz. Yeah. Now I just fixed motorbikes. Hey, I got no babies. And did he lose the twenty pounds once he once 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 the kid was done? Did he lose that weight? I wonder. Did he stop smoking? Did he stop smoking? Yeah. Oh, there's so many unanswered questions. We'll, we'll hear them down the road. Scoop I'm mail sure. party. Who was that scoop mail from? Uh, that was your friendly neighborhood ice cream man. Oh, friendly neighborhood ice cream man. We need a sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got one one left here. We got uh, scoop Adam C. I am a Canadian scoop that adopted ICS after listening to Sunday School, and I am hooked. I travel all over Canada for my job, so your podcast is great comfort and a time waster for me on many airplanes that I travel on. Good. One time after listening to Matt and Paul sing a song about a crystal ball fortune teller who had horrible rotten egg sulfur farts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. I 
love that one. I absolutely lost it without realizing it. That's something like I would not remember that at all. Like I would never right, cross my mind. But now when we hear it, we're like, oh yes, that oh, was yeah. so fun. We record so late at night. Sulfur farts, oh, lady. God. She had sulfur queeps. She was gross. That was that, that was disgusting. Go ahead. I was wiping tears of laughter from my eyes, but a flight attendant tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Sir." I'm sure that whatever you're listening to is hilarious, but you, could you please control yourself? <laughs> wow. That's I then, awesome. I then noticed the glaring stares of a dozen other passengers, their tired faces and bloodshot eyes sitting a mental fuck you straight at me. Oh, I would love if he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. There's a psychic. <laughs> She's giving out terrible, terrible queefs that smell like sulfur. You'd love it. <laughs> here, here, give it a listen. Give it a listen. I got speakers. <laughs> it seems I completely forgot I was flying on the red eye. I slowly slouched down in embarrassment and kept my composure for the rest of the flight. I was originally going to write in an Italian air show, but when I had finished writing it, I realized it was the most depressing piece of nonfiction I had ever concocted, <laughs> and there was no way I could send that to you guys. That's so you'll fair. have to just settle for my praise and admiration for you. Thank you. You guys are fucking awesome. Before I sign off, Jihad me thinking recently about a funny bit you guys could do. An audio movie trailer for The Ice Cream Social Movie. A mashup of all your greatest characters being brought to life by a magical ice cream cone, and only you three can stop them before they force everyone's testicles to fall out of their dicks. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you guys rock. Thanks for all you do. Regards, Scoop Adam C. Thanks, Scoop Adam C. I feel like he did all that. I feel like he. I feel like he just wrote it. He did. Pretty, that was pretty good. good. Yeah. I don't think we can do better than that. That's a. That's a hell of a, a scenario. That and we can't. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. We do these things. I forget a lot of our characters. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to send us in a bunch. I mean, of, I bunch remember. Of... I remember Corey the Camel. Yeah. I remember. Vampire I don't remember Corey because everyone writes about him though. Yeah. Well, he's also he's like kind of close to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like a part of me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's, he's like regular sassy Paul. Yeah, he's just me, just with a little, just, just, just a notch to the left. Yeah, it's pretty much just me. Yeah, I've hung out with Corey the Camel, just at gigs we're just not happy about. Right. I'm gonna do that weird birthday party. Mm-hmm. I hung out with Corey the Camel that day. <laughs> um. All right. That was uh, that was all for the Jock vs. Nerd. Thank you all for writing in. Uh, if you want to write in the scoop, well, that was the mail, scoop mail. That was the not scoop the Jock vs. Nerd. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I <laughs> he said that was all for the Jock vs. Nerd. Damn it, because that's that's we're gonna go to next. Yeah. I'm I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm just nervous. I'm going to Maury tomorrow, and I'm going to find out whether I'm the dad of somebody. So it's just it's like bothering me. He is the father. I don't care what he say. Um, he is the daddy. Oh, I got like a um, I got like a uh, a bloody nose. Uh, in at at uh, in North Carolina. What from? Just dry air kind of thing, just an air airplane thing. thing. You know, I didn't have an airplane, but it happened post post the same day. I got off the airplane or whatever, but like yeah. I just we just walk and you just walk and get a bloody nose. I feel like every every time I get a bloody nose in front of someone because it happens to dry air. How I, do you get a bloody nose in North Carolina and not in Las Vegas? Well, I do sometimes get them here as well. Okay, so it's not it's not it's not an uncommon occurrence. Are you sure you don't have some kind of brain tumor that's hemorrhaging? I, that's I'm, I get worried about two things. <laughs> Brain tumor that's hemorrhaging. One, that something's actually wrong with me, and it's not just dry air. Right. Uh, two, uh, people think I'm like a, a like a cokehead with pneumonia or something. Like I just like it's just <laughs> like they're like oh, this guy's a nice guy. Oh, he was out last night doing a shitload of cocaine and um, singing 
karaoke. That Typical blowtail right there. Know, yeah. I don't even know what, it, what I would do it on No tell blowtail. Yeah. That's the thing is I just I hope no one thinks I'm a cokehead. I doubt it. Okay. I think that's the last thing people think. They just kept they just came up and asked me for it after. Yeah. <laughs> like you okay? Uh-huh. You okay? Good. Do you want to hang out later? Like what are you doing? Well, do you, you need a bump? Wanna, you need a bump? bump? You know, you know, you know what cures you know what cures cocaine nosebleeds? More cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That reminds me of the first time I went to the Onyx Theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a little, even a joke. Oh boy. A, li- a little bump and a little blow means something very different at the old Onyx. They do. <laughs> they do. Be careful. Bump and a blow Wait, get you. Why out. does it really remind you of the old Onyx? Because a guy as I was walking in, I was going to see an improv show, and as I was walking in, a guy tried to sell me drugs. Oh. And then when I declined, he asked me if he could buy some from me. That is that's really That's weird. the old Onyx, everybody. That's the, <laughs> the old, old Onyx. Onyx. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's a whole Troy new thing. Troy got rid of those guys. Gone. Done. Those days are far behind. His name was Troy. Bright and shiny times. He, he's, he doesn't do that anymore. No, no. <laughs> he's moved on to a whole new life. A friend of mine uh, is having a baby at a hospital, like you should. And um, I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> like know. Like you should. I, mean, I meant to say it like as if it was universal. Like and must. I realized it like. Plenty of people do like home births and weird births and so weird births, yeah, freak births. You know, uh, fruity, fruity, <laughs> fruity hippie, pebbles? kumbaya, fucking like hippie, dirty dippy, hippie <laughs> like play a drum while I give birth, births. But um, like most births were a hundred years ago. Yeah, exactly, caveman births. <laughs> we took we took the uh, the cord and made a cave painting with it, only to be discovered in France. Um, oh la la! But uh, it was in Los Angeles in this hospital, <laughs> like. You know, uh, this particular hospital, I'm not going to say which one because it's so bad. They have like an elevator that didn't even go up to the floor that you needed to go up to. Like it's, it's the elevator just wouldn't go up to that floor. So they had to get out and go up a flight to another to get to the floor. It was too weak. It, it just didn't go to that floor. The elevator just didn't go to that floor. It was there stopped. was there an elevator shaft that went that far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, There's an like, elevator. It was supposed to go to the eighth floor, and right. the elevator just went up to seven and stopped. So it was just broken. That's it. And they were just like, well, that's yeah. what you do. You go it out at seven. So yeah. they didn't have anybody on eight? Nobody. No, they just went upstairs to get to eight. Everyone just went upstairs to go to eight. Wow. Yeah, and so and that's not even it. So like then, and you have your kid there? No, no, no. I didn't take. I was watching my kid while my wife. Not you, to, but I'm yeah. saying somebody has. Well, their kid yeah, there? someone's having their kid there. No, a friend, a friend of ours, you know, is having their. Kid you there. might as well have a cave baby. And so that's what I'm saying. That's that's, that's that's what my wife and I were talking about. It was like, so so it, it you're better worse. off having that in the freeway. A guy who looked a bit of like a, a a vagrant, let's say, was in the elevator with them while they were going to go, and and um, uh, he was like. Doing like a grift almost. He's like, you look, you got a fancy phone. And they're like, uh, yeah, it's what kind of phone is that? It's uh, it's like an iPhone. I got I got this one here. And this person looked like they were homeless, but they pulled out like a brand new like Samsung fancy screen. Like, I got this one. And they're like, great. And like, there's like, it seemed like they were being set up for like some kind of weird fast talking grift where the guy was gonna try to like swap phones or something. They just got the fuck off the elevator. Then there's a guy... In the hospital, guy, I it was like, it admitted. Like, like five minutes later, he's the doctor walking through the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, hey, hey uh, uh, you, my patients. Uh, uh, you, I was you reminded got, of the, you, you know, look like you have a fancy baby. It's a classic, classic cheap improv move when you're doing like a scene where like the guy comes in as a doctor. Is you just come in right after him? You're like, "Hey, you don't work here. Get out of here!" Yeah. And then, and then the guy Whoa. goes like, "Well, whatever." Yeah, and then, yeah, just, yeah, and then yeah, the guy yeah, leaves. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it's an easy, cheap improv oh, walk on. It's a big it's, laugh. It's a big yeah. laugh. And I was like, "This is exactly that kind of hospital. <laughs> this is definitely like life imitation." Hey, get out of here! Get out of here! Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you put some cotton swabs up there. Here, <laughs> use these. Put this in your mouth. Do you want more pitocin? 
Uh, I'm dealing with Pitocin. What are you doing in here? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I've been found out. Um, <laughs> and some guy like was like begging for money, like change. He was, he was in the hospital again, like admitted, and was like begging for money in the hallway. This was, And I was like, a friend of mine had a baby there today. <laughs> oh, Los Angeles. Oh. Oh, Los Angeles. Crazy. Yeah. I got the fuck out of that place. Oh, I mean, I thought that we were... Uh, Sarah and I agree. Like we, we would have left. We would have just like. Oh just, yeah! No we, we thanks, but no thank you, yeah, hospital. Exactly. Yeah, like there has to be another hospital, and we're willing to somewhere. I'm willing to emergency give birth. Go in the to the car fucking on the way to Safari Inn, right? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Get me a home birth tub, and a Congo player. Get, find me an old style get phone me, booth. Get me. Give me some kindergarten teacher knows how to play acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. For my rainbow meditation. Beautiful baby, and- <laughs> welcome into the world. Welcome, Stat. new soul. Welcome, new soul. Beautiful baby, it is your special day. Welcome, new soul. Yeah. Welcome to our arms. <laughs> You're hired. Uh, thank you. We got another uh, thank one you, thank out. you, thank you. What would it take to have Paul in the room? What would it take to convince Sarah to let Paul be in the room singing that song as the birth is happening? Uh, probably like me not being in the room. <laughs> Um, it would take welcome, new baby. <laughs> welcome today, a special so like, day t- like for t- you and your parents. Two tickets to welcome like Matilda, baby. <laughs> the musical. I'm just gonna record that and record like two minutes of that, yeah, and just loop it. And yeah, I'll play it on loop. Yeah. If you can add a little Todd doing harmonies in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then Sarah's gonna, really, she's not going to be able to have the baby. She's going to be too busy. <laughs> That's supposed to help. <laughs> That's supposed to help. <laughs> Stretch that perineum. <laughs> All right, let's get a jock. Jock versus nerd. No. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Time for Jack versus Explosion. I'm going to ask a quick jock question just because I really, what I really want to do is get into you making your prediction for the playoffs, rest of the NFL playoffs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that doesn't count as a trivia question. So I want to ask you, what is Peyton Manning's record in the playoffs for his whole career? Something in one, I'm going to say. Okay. Like all losses and one win. <laughs> it's all losses and one win. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We tend to we tend to phrase that backward in the sports world. All right. Yeah. One and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about okay. that? Uh good. He's not that bad in the playoffs, but you know he lost this again this weekend, yeah? I guess so. Because he plays for the Did he hurt his Broncos? Yeah, yeah. Right, good. Did he hurt his neck again? No, no. He didn't no, re hurt no. his neck? Okay. No, he was he was actually playing through a, a pretty nasty injury that he didn't divulge till afterward, yeah. Right. But it was not with his neck. It was his uh, quadricep. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He is Those nine. Guys. He is 9-11 in the playoffs. <gasps> what a terrible number. 9-11. <laughs> I will never forget, <laughs> Peyton, never Manning's forget Peyton Manning's record. I'll now. never forget it. 
She had me at the Broncos' last oh, loss. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. That could be forever his record if he retires. What's crazy is that, like, <laughs> you know, what's funny. His father is, like, a beloved quarterback who has a much worse record across the board. Right. You talked about this that. a little yeah. bit before. How and we're just was, obsessed lately. Like a like, hero. Yeah, and then we're just obsessed with, like, if you win championships, you're – you're good, and if you don't win championships, you're terrible. Right. And we just really have lost our ability to respect people who don't win a ton of championships. And he's won one championship, which is a lot which more than huge. a lot of quarterbacks. Huge. Uh, but people are really being uh, he's gotten harsh. He's got to the point where he was able to do it in that yeah. 11 times. That's the thing. What, nine, oh, that's 11, the thing. 20 times. Yeah, 20 times. And he so is... he's made it to 20 playoffs? No, 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 because you can win more than one game and want to play. 20 playoff games. Okay, yeah, gotcha. he's won 20 playoff games. Um, How old is he? That... Uh, he was born in 76, so he is uh, 38. He's younger than me. What have I done? <laughs> you should be playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? <laughs> All right, Paul. So who we got left in the playoffs is we have the Colts led by Andrew Luck. Do you know who Andrew Luck is? Nope. Moving on. And uh, <laughs> they're going against Tom Brady and your favorite team, the this, New England Patriots. Yeah, and I guess this is one of those times when People were glad the Patriots won because the other team was just as Cheaty Magoo. Well, they weren't Cheaty Magoo. They, they had Ray Rice. That was Ray Rice's team. That was. Oh, that's right. right. They were fighting against the murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the murderers and the uh, and the elevator punchers were were went, were down. Yeah, I was very conflicted watching because I love watching the Patriots. Right. Lose. Who do you vote for? Cheaters uh, yeah. or murderers and elevator punchers? And so all of a sudden, I was like, oh, the Patriots might lose. And I was like, ah, oh, but then the Ravens do well. It was really hard to watch that yeah. game. Uh, all I've seen on my feed on my was, Facebook has been. Botched calls everywhere. There was, These there refs was, are playing for each other's teams. What's <laughs> happening? There's a weird thing about the refs. There's a weird thing about the refs, and the re- it's not that they are in you know in the pocket of anyone, because the same you know, it's it's that the NFL has a very weird policy during the whole year. The referees work in crews. They work with the same group of folks the whole season. Then they all find a way to like within their within their own union they rank each other based on how well they've done in different teams, and then they Those take all star teams games. and they get to do the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So they just try to get these the best. guys haven't been working with each other, Correct. so they don't have that same. So they don't shorthand. communicate with each other. Yep. And so these crews are all weird, and so you have a lot of um, one guy throws a flag, another guy comes in and says like I don't think that's the case, and then they pick up the flag. And say it's not a not a call. Weird. So the Cowboys got uh, really lucky by having a flag that should not have been picked up got picked up, or at least a call should have been made. If not the the, the infraction they threw the flag for, some infraction had happened. And they didn't call it. Right. And then they lost on a challenge flag thing. But I have issues with this too, Jacob. But no one in our none of us really this watches football that hard. Nope. But I'll talk to you quickly, briefly about it. Let's have a long conversation about this. So so the Dallas Cowboys lost on a uh catch on a fourth down play being overturned. Yes. Okay. Well they they if they had made the catch there was still about four minutes left that uh that Green Bay could have possibly come back and still won the game. And this is the right. one where the gentleman was knocked unconscious while catching the ball? No, that no. happened to AJ Green, right? It's a different yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that happened in the Cincinnati thing. game. No, so so I'll just, so Jacob quickly. The thing about the Cowboys thing is that like they actually went from a fourth down. They were in field goal range when yes. they threw that fourth down play, and they were down by six. Yes, and there was four, four minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, there, there was significant time left. They should have kicked the field goal. They should have kicked the field goal. And then and then down by three, then you try to do stops. You can get stops uh, four and out. Yep. In, I think under they had two, two timeouts left. 
They would have had two minutes left with two timeouts to score three more points to go into overtime or try to win the game. Right. Made no Both sense. numbers I've thrown out are probably completely wrong. So, so go ahead and bust me on that. No, but I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> no, but rabble, rabble, rabble. No, right. but, no, but I'm <laughs> stealing <laughs> hamburgers and I'm leaving. Um, uh, there was over four minutes left when that call was made. So it was, it was, yes. it was, it was weird. So I, I actually was like... All, lost all this Four minutes is an eternity. Exactly, right. especially now. And, well, and you had the two-minute warning. So, I mean, there were at least three possible three clock stoppages that, in yeah. there. And there was plenty of stopping. St- uh, the defenses were holding each other up plenty throughout the game. It was oh, a very yeah. close game. So I, I was really uh, I was surprised no one was talking about that aspect of it. And the, the Cowboys day. have the most accurate kicker in the league this year. Dan Bailey has, has made more. Yeah. He's been more accurate with his field goals than Dan anybody else in the Bullseye league. Bailey, they're That's calling right. him. That's right. That's not true. But they should call <laughs> They should him be. Uh, uh, he was also the first person to fly now. a military helicopter in a, in a war. <laughs> <laughs> Dan jamming on the ballets. That's right. So, Paul, yes, who's going to win the Colts Patriots matchup? Uh, the Patriots because they cheat. Okay, all right. Let's flip over the NFC. We have the defending Super Bowl champion Seattle Seahawks. Yep, hosting Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers got the heat, and the Seahawks are way too cocky and full of shit and throwing batteries and shit. They're gone. Whoa. Oh. going Packers on this. I was going to say, I thought Paul might lean Seahawks. I was going to remind him that Aaron Rodgers loves <clears throat> quoting Princess Bride to his teammates as a mock, uh, mockingly trying to pump them up. He uses uh, inspirational quotes from the Princess Bride. That's awesome. Which I thought he would make make him your favorite player. I can make I can make the Colts. I can make the Colts. definitely cool. Go ahead. I right? can make the Colts Paul's favorite team right now. There was a, a thing that came out on ESPN Today, a locker room uh, pump-up thing that they do, where they all just stand around and quote Ric Flair. Yeah, dude. Well, the, wrestling is a big thing. I, Rogers does the does the championship belt Yeah, he does move. the championship belt. The, WWE yep. gave him those big fake yeah. belts when they won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, so, they're in the locker room. Oh, those weren't fake belts. Those were like the real... Like the big gold They things. were real fake belts. You know what I mean? No. They sell they sell like kitty belts. You can buy like kitty toy belts that yes. are small. Yeah. Those big ones, those cost like eight or ten grand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really made from nice. But they're leather fake because you wouldn't actually use them as a belt. They're fake because you wouldn't be able to challenge anyone to a defensive because it doesn't really hold. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're not really the champion. It right. also does not hold your pants difference. up. It doesn't. That's a, which is the dump. Like, come on. What is the definition of a belt if it's not to hold pants? Right. Up? I mean, if anything, they're very big. They're uh, very heavy. They're it's a your kind pants of down. drink, I guess. <laughs> but you don't drink the belt either. No, but you have a belt of something. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's enough football. Okay. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. Because you just, you just carved up the Super Bowl. You're saying it's going to be saying Packers against the Patriots. Yep. Oh, I'd love Pat's to see pack. that. I'd love to see that. Okay. And the. And the and the Packers just smash them. All right, Paul Manningly's picks. We got him in. He's calling it. Packers. I'd love to see it, but Packers. This Patriots. is what I'm going to call. The call I'm going to say it's going to be Packers Patriots at the bowl. Patriots win. Wait a minute. Oh, this is the worst thing in the Stop world. Stop the press. Paul's Paul picks Manningly. are the same as mine. This is this is awful. Paul's picks are identical to Jacob. That's so bad. That's how it's going to go. Cheaters prosper, yo. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be Seahawks Pats, and I think the Seahawks were the first repeat Super Bowl champions wow. since the Patriots. Poetic justice as they do it against the Patriots. That is my call. Bold prediction. All right, here's a bolder prediction. At Super Bowl halftime show, 
which I believe this year is who's playing the halftime show? It's, um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. And she just announced one of her guests as well. Who's Ooh. that? Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Is he bringing that scarf? I assume so. Okay. I think it's going to be just Lenny Kravitz's scarf. Just the scarf. <laughs> I mean, just the scarf. You got to let scarf through. I'm going to picture, I'm going to say, it's going to be, bold prediction, a pantless halftime show. No pants. <laughs> No I'm pants. all for it. That's my prediction for the halftime show. Katie Pantsless. No pants party. No pants Perry party. No. I like it. Whether whether that's what actually happens, that will be what's happening at my house. <laughs> that's, that's fall Super Bowl when party. When Katie Perry take Katie Perry. When Katie Perry <laughs> takes the stage, Katie's Barry, Barry. Katie's Barry jamming on the bean. <laughs> jamming on the berry. Jamming on the berry. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> she's too much. You love her. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to watch the halftime show? Uh, if not the entire Super Bowl? Probably many times. <laughs> probably on slow repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you're going to watch. Yep. <laughs> All right. Nerd me. Okay. Uh, this beloved 80s cartoon property is being revitalized. It just had a script completed, written by the director of uh, Kick-Ass 2. He wrote the screenplay. He even tweeted out, look, the screenplay's completed. Now, he's not attached to direct yet, but he's vying for the option. He's trying to do it. This franchise is finally coming into its own. Soon, this movie's going to happen. Johnny Quest. Nope. Captain Planet. Nope. Beloved 80s. 80s. He-Man. Yes. <laughs> I should just say he man. You should just always answer so, Masters you know, like, Universe. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like you know like I'm not uh, throwing you curves here. You know, <laughs> you know like now on on uh, Wheel of Fortune they just give you RST right. Uh, RST DL. Yeah, yeah, all right off the bat, mm-hmm. and the letter E. I should just go Masters of the Universe right right before Dragon versus Nerd. Just first, go into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. Masters Universe. Yes. What would you need for that movie to be good for you, Paul? I, there was a really interesting discussion on AMC, believe it or not. They have like a round table I don't of, believe it. of movie nerds, and they were chatting about it, and it was cool. Like one, one of the guys had no idea about Masters, but one of the guys was actually a fan, and he's like, yeah. So it was like, so it was like our podcast. Right. <laughs> so it, he, he kind of he hit it on the head here. Masters of the Universe is the combination of fantasy and science fiction. So it's Conan the Barbarian meets Star Wars. Okay. That's what it is. Sure. Can you do that? Can right. you be calm enough to do that? Can you just go, okay, it's Conan and Star Wars, and make it Conan and Star Wars? Instead of like they did with the first movie, they go, oh, let's have them time travel back to 1987. That'll be cool. Right. Let's have Courtney Cox in it. Ugh. I but you, you do that. that to make it a lot cheaper, right? No, I, I yes. remember that movie. That and yeah, I mean, because they yeah, I'm sure like, that was a budgetary concern. That's part of it, but part of it too was just it was just dumb. And none of the things you know, you didn't have Prince Adam turning into He Man, which is the whole thing. Yeah, just, that's the whole deal. He Man. It's like no, it has to be Prince Adam turns into He Man. He has to keep his identity secret from his parents. That's a difficult thing. There's a lot of really heavy issues. You got to hit. You need to hit three notes. Ready. You got to hit. When you finish, I'm going to give you my three notes for Master of the Universe film as well. Go ahead. The three things you got to hit to yeah. make Master of the Universe work. Well, first of all, just just the look of the thing. That doesn't even just the look of it. You got to try and capture that look. Everyone just has to have one long tooth. Here's three big things. Here's three big things. If you can get the Adam versus He-Man struggle, which is kind of the Spider-Man situation, or almost like a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. I would no. Neither one of them has devious. There's an alternate personality. Right. 
So they don't of, want to become. Sort of. No, he. Okay. No, he's not. There's not a fight like that. They're the same guy. I shake okay. that back. They are the same person when they yeah. turn. He still has all the memories of Adam. He still wants to be this good person. But, uh, yeah, okay. But they got to figure out how to do that well. That's tough. Sure. Secondly, I think they need to make a point to tap in to the true relationships that these characters have with each other. Yeah. You got to have man-at-arms uh, adoption of Tila addressed in there. Mm-hmm. You got to have Tila's not yet understood but hinted at origins of being the sorceress's daughter. Okay. You got to have... Is it still number two? Yeah. You got okay. yeah, just relationships. You got to have a little dash of... Okay, so number two is the umbrella of relationships right. you, while you go on this long list. You got to have a little dash of Queen Marlena's uh, origins. I was going to say Queen Marlena's origins. She's from Earth. Yep. But? Adam's mother is from... She's an Earthling. She's yeah. A, she's an astronaut. You Meaning that little, he's... Part human, right? That's, that's what I was gonna say. He's part human. Part get that in. I mean, they're kind of humans all that's, on eternity. That's a little one and two for me, but yeah, anyway. go ahead. Anyway, also they need to have a little. This is number two. A tiny, yes, Still? little. They have a little, little hint about how Adora went missing and was kidnapped by Hordak. They just need to bra- brush yeah. past. You it. have no idea how much, how hard I'm resisting my who cares drop right uh, now. <laughs> Finally, are you on number three or is it still number, number two? Number three. Okay, it's back to number one. Got to find a way to keep it lighthearted yeah. but not ridiculous. It is ridiculous, sure, but it it needs to have humor. Mm-hmm. That's the that's that fine balance that the Marvel movies have found. Yeah, there's comedy, there's lighthearted moments, there's there's good feelings, mm-hmm. but it's not absolute ludicrous, silly. Oh my God, who the hell? Cash. Which the problem could be if you're creating creatures like Cringer and Orko, it's very easy Fisto. to make it. No, Fisto's a badass, dude. Fisto would come out to. Fisto you, is badass. You would be so. Fisto is badass, my friend. <laughs> he's fucking badass, but dude. But still. He's another Fisto one. Fisto is badass. He's another one. And this is, goes back to that conversation those guys were having on AMC that were yeah. talking about how. Um, how it you know it's it's got to be there's a there's a real edge to that shit yeah fisto they, they were talking about how um paul there's no way they're going to do any kind of dramatic integrity <laughs> with a character named fisto but they did here's the thing they did it in the original series paul Mattingly. they did it they did it in the in the fucking in 2015 oh, you oh. can't go to the movie and be like dude how fucking sick is fisto no one's coming out of that with a straight face saying that in a movie. No one. Yeah, they will. Okay. Because he's... Cause Here's he's, my three. He's Duncan's Here's my three. brother. Are, are, are you, are you done it. with your 3.8.8.8.c? I'm done with it. Yeah, B, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I could go on forever. I, I noticed. <laughs> what do you mean, could? Here's my three things that I need in my master use, Masters of the Universe. I'm interested to hear this, actually, okay. as a non-fan As boy, a non-fan. I need He-Man in some kind of either bathing or oiling up scene. God damn it. I need Fisto. Period. <laughs> I need a guy named Fisto in the movie. Because even if I can't take him seriously, someone has to do a scene where they have to say it without a smirk or an eyebrow raise. They have to be like, and Fisto, meet me anywhere. Fisto, right? I need you in yeah, here. Like, I was just, Send in Fisto, right? That just has to happen in some capacity. 
And that Get Fisto in here right now. That becomes my favorite dialogue in a movie of all time, forever and ever. Send in Fisto. Send in Fisto. We're like, good point, Fisto. Like anything, anything. Just, if he needs to be addressed, I'm in. Third thing. Third thing in my Master of the Universe movie. I need, uh, I need, um, uh, his sister. What's his name? Tila. No, no, no. The other one. Adora. No, no. The Here other comes one. Shira. Uh, what sister? Shira. Yeah. A- Adora. I need Adora slash Shira. Yeah. Jamming on the bane. <laughs> <laughs> and I will pay any amount of money to see that movie. <laughs> Fisto, get Adora. Jam her bean. If I jam her bean, she'll die. <laughs> then let her. <laughs> Skeletor. Skeletor, you're terrible. <laughs> yeah, Fisto uh, started out as a, uh, he worked with Skeletor for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turned around. Oh, he's a good guy? Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a hero. Yeah, Fisto is a hero. <laughs> Fisto has got to be a hero. <laughs> okay, you want to do a real quick hero or villain thing? Okay, yeah, yeah, Let me run down a couple. Okay? All right, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this game. Blast attack. Uh, hero. Nope, he is a villain. <laughs> Technically a snake man, but you can't really put your finger on it because he's just a weird old dude that kind of blows up. <laughs> <clears throat> he's like a suicide bomber? Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Drag so store. Hero the sun, then. Drag store. There's a character named Drag store. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, do they just not know English when they name these characters? Drag store. He turns into a drag a racer. Okay. No. Yeah. He's actually, he's got a wheel on his chest. Yeah. You could lay his figure flat on his Isn't belly. is that RuPaul's new reality show? <laughs> yes, drag, drag store. store. Yes. <laughs> you don't sell the right clothes. <laughs> Get drag out of store. my drag store. On Bravo. Uh, drag store is a uh, uh, hero. He is an evil horde bad guy. <laughs> ah, damn it. Okay. Gwildor. Gwildor. Got to be a hero. He was a hero. He was that weird little guy. Because no one's going to be like, no, it's Gwildor. He was that weird little guy from the movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. <clears throat> Brildor. Multibot. Multibot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Villain. Correct. Yeah. Member yeah. of the evil horde. I was just all I'm going to head is like we've got to stop or like thank goodness it's and that's that's all I'm doing in my head. Those are the tests. Mm-hmm. So we've got to stop multibot. That's, that's how I came up with that. Pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Rio Blast. Rio like R I O. Rio. So he's like some guy. <laughs> Rio Blast. Some some gay guy's gotten away with writing this thing for, for years and no one's called him Nobody on it. Calls Have we talked kids. about Ram Man yet? No. no. <laughs> Rio, what's his name? Rio Blast. Rio Blast, who's like, I was at Carnival, and I was watching these fucking oiled-up tan asses dancing, and I came up with Rio Blast. (laughs) Gotta be uh, a hero. Yes, he's a hero. Thank God Rio Blast is here. (laughs) Extendar. Oh, God. (laughs) Do you listen to your own words come out of your mouth? I, I have all of these toys. Yeah, in, you do. In multiple. So does the Onyx. You right? got to the Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> when you... <laughs> when a 
That's the real game. The real game should be former Onyx theater. It should be it should be sex toy hero or villain. Yes, sex toy hero or villain should be the next game. Extendor is a villain. No, Extendor is a hero. Thank God, Extendor is here. We can get across the bridge. We just need to excite him, and we can make it. Oh, he does. Man. He grows to like twelve inches. It's amazing. All right, that's enough. We'll get <laughs> yeah, out of yeah, here no, we're gonna, one. we're gonna, because that's that's a game that's got some legs. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can keep bringing that one back. You got at least three more rounds. I of mean, that. I did not think that I would. There'd be any competition for Fisto as the most like homoerotic name I wanted in <laughs> oh, a movie. Oh, son, I don't even think I've cracked it yet. You're gonna oh, lose your shit. I'm looking at this list of them. It's incredible. <laughs> it is. I'm just trying, just reading the list. Total fucking <laughs> San Francisco bathhouse fantasy fuck fest. Some freaking kid with a cup to the wall of a bathhouse named all the characters. <laughs> I want to thank Ace Munns for drawing all the drawings that we need on the drawing in the draw town. Thank and you for thank, the drawings. I want to thank Tony Longworth for providing the music today for Paul's new hit, uh, While, While You Were Sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> as well as, uh, as, well as uh, uh, that's Tony on, um, on uh, Scoop Mail, right? No, that's Nick. Oh, um, no, yeah, uh, sorry, Scoop Mail, yeah, that's Tony. Yeah, Scoop Mail is Tony. I answer the question you actually ask. Yeah, we never give Tony uh, credit. We always play his Scoop Mail music for... for, for mm-hmm. um, that's right, yeah, that's Tony Scoop Mail. That's Tony. Uh, Nick the Jack versus Nerd. Uh, Ryer's on the Facebook with the uh, with the, 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 the drawings, not drawings, the opposite of drawings, composite Photoshop. God yes. damn it, there's the my word. words. <laughs> I've been fistowing my own brain. <laughs> Sam and JJ sent us some new music. We haven't got to use it yet, but All I'm excited right. to. Next episode, I'm sure we'll find some room for oh, that. Yeah. And then um, also we're going to open up a package. Someone sent us some scoop mail, legit scoop mail, physical mail. I believe it was from Ryer. I was wrong last time. It was from Sarah last time, and I said it was Ryer. But now I have one now from Now you Ryer. know. Okay. And so we're going to open that up in the next episode. Um, I want to say a quick thanks to uh, Scoop uh, G from uh, Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out to one of the bucket shows you weren't at. Oh, good! And uh, dropped off some awesome treats. He got me this Evangelion uh, manga, a, par- a parody of Evangelion. It was Welcome. really talk about cool. Paul's per- personal extendor right there. Great. Give me that <laughs> and a copy of Chud. The guy is a hero. Oh man! Yeah, I have to bring it by so we can all watch it together. That's nice. We'll have a Chud night. Uh, well, thank Do Jeffrey. We have to. Jeffrey runs our subreddit. Um, and uh, who else? Oh, Penn. He created this motherfucker. He sure did. All right. Thanks, Jacob, our audio guy. Woohoo. And uh, that's Paul Mattingly over there. That is Matt Donnelly. I'm sure of it. And if you want to, uh, <laughs> hey, go ahead and subscribe uh, to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if you uh, want to get other people doing that, do that as well. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes, uh, most podcast apps. Uh, and uh, Stitcher. It's a good place to find us. Uh, you can also write us reviews. Oh, that's what we should do with the next episode. Next we, episode, we're going to bust out some oh, more iTunes man, reviews. Go. Some really funny iTunes reviews. <laughs> Thank you guys out. for keep keep sending those. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep reading them. Thank you. Um, and, uh, of course, and thanks. They're all five-star right now, which is amazing. Yeah, all Thank the five-star reviews. We appreciate that. Um, and, uh, of course, thanks to Steve Winwood. This was the Ice Cream Social. I fucking missed it. We'll get it next time. Uh, I have to tell you, Matt and Jacob, uh, I cannot record on May 12th. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Because it's... That's that's Steve Winwood's birthday. Steve Winwood's birthday, I knew it. Yeah.
Of course I knew that. <laughs> of course, yeah, duh. Why are you giving me that face? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know when the high holy days are. Don't you interpret my face that way. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> can see your smile, your face. <laughs>